Well, so we've done so many of these live streams, and yet that box still catches you out every single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mic stand might give me shit, but you always get caught out of the box. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Shut up, black thing. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 31 of the Round Nerds podcast. Uh, we've only got a few injuries this month. Bard's, Bard's, been, a, Bard's been attacked by his mic stand. I'm not entirely sure I if the insurance is going to cover that. Was that was a man. vicious no, attack, man. Unfucking provoked. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard a grown man whinge so much about having his feet go so... I whinge. It was a slight pain and I went, ow, that fucking hurts quite loudly, about repeatedly, and, and it was fine, all right? <laughs> I said, I'm a suffering Graham. Oh, wait, you, uh, you Well done, do you want a medal? <laughs> oh, the bars. <laughs> wait, one more. <laughs> I'm scazzius. All right. And Blackfinger Bard. Welcome. That'll be my pirate name. <laughs> I've just got it one middle finger, then I could, you know, make use of it. Middle black finger bard. It ain't even that black, it's just a black patch. <laughs> it's like got an eye patch on my finger that's quite cool. <laughs> it's an eye patch. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, God, it's an evil finger. It's got a villain's goatee. Nice one. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm now going to spill amber of myself. Now I'm going to have to absorb my drinks. Fair enough. Shall we start? Not doing my fucking trousers. You're getting worse, mate. Piss myself of amber. Getting Dem- old. Dementia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, shall we start? No. All right, then. Start what? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? What are we all sitting here for? Yeah. What's the event? If we're going to go with dementia, we might as well get the whole hog, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we've had an injury. Now yeah. we're gonna go completely. We're gonna go full right. retard here. Fair enough. Oh wait, hang on. We just lost our humanitas right there. Because I. Oh wait, I think I might have said some other stuff that we're not allowed to say. Damn it, we lost the award again. What? Oh, award? No, you, what was you two won't know about that. So um, years ago, when I was doing live streams, we were trying to see how long I could go without saying fag or queer or <laughs> stuff like that. That would last like, you about twenty minutes. Yeah. I have to be like, in our gaming group we've got a couple of gay guys who play in our game group and one of my friends always forgets and every time he will go oh that's gay and I just sit here like oh. they just sit there and sort of like I just look over and they they find it funny but yeah he for, he forgets every time it's really funny but you know, he's one of these people where sometimes you'd, you'd say it and you'd think you go, oh shit sorry he don't he just <laughs> completely forgets so everything there has he ever like have they ever round him up by just looking at him really evilly and say what did you say they never would have they ever round no, him up no I think they should it'd be quite amusing that, that's you need they like, what? What? <laughs> See how long they can get, how much pat, how much pat they can get him. And how yeah, much that's not a bad idea, that. Oh, we could really fuck with him. That's really good. <laughs> you can see, I can't believe you did that. How could you think about doing such a thing? You could yeah, really wait, that's the last straw. That's from. the fourth time you've said that now, you know. Yeah, get out of my, yeah you can throw him over there about the house and everything. Oh, this is going to be gold. Can so, we yeah, film? So there you go. <laughs> yeah. We should do it. We should be do brilliant. It. We'll set up the GoPros and everything. I'll get the drone over the house. <laughs> Uh, anyway, now can we make a start? Now we've rambled on. Yeah, now is that, that what the podcast is? Just us rambling on for the most part. Generally, yes. yes. What are we starting anyway? Who's going first? Well, I'm at the top of the list. So that's right. my usual methodology of working through. Who goes at the top of the list goes first. We could round up and just spice it up and just do something completely random. I thought we just did something completely random. I know we did something. Do I do that random. again? Yeah, well then. Okay, no, it's cool. Something completely different. Yeah. Uh, well, now we've got to do something. I Spontaneously think of something to be different. That's no, not going to work, is it? Huh. Um, I think we should retire then. All right, goodbye. See you later, everybody. Right, podcast over. See <laughs> you. <laughs> anyway, um, games we've been playing. 
I've been playing. It's okay. It's working, Luke. I know you're looking worried. It is working. I can see us. Yeah, well, I can't. I haven't got my glasses on, so I can't see. I think I've got a massive 42-inch telly with the comments on it, and I can't see a fucking thing. I've been playing. You've been playing something? I've been playing something, yes. In between building things. Trying to electrocute yourself. I haven't done that yet. Grown up Lego. I did make electrolyte capacity explode semi-deliberately. Hmm. You know, you, the electrical capacity, you must put the right way round. They put, put yeah, I remember you saying yeah. how you and another one of our colleagues were going to make a necklace <laughs> of those for another one of our that colleagues. That wasn't my idea. And then short it and <laughs> that wasn't my idea. Again. I was just making one into a grenade. We've got loads of them together and to be sure, then put a battery in for like a little timer. Do look like, at that. Bless him. Look, he's just... People say that on the Savage here... But to be honest, it's incredibly disappointing. You just went... You really but what did you expect him to do? Blow up and take out half of the lab. <laughs> I expected it to be a pop at least. It just all went. Phew. Wasn't even an explosion. It's more like a leak. That's like it someone has got one of them. You know them little, uh, the little. Uh... If, if you've tuned in just now, we're not talking about what you think we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about something else that Nick's been doing recently. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, been enjoying myself recently and making things insane. The components. I don't sound like it. If it's just been good. <laughs> 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 you need oh to hydrate dear. more, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, games have been playing. I've been playing Kerbal Space Program. What's that? It's a it's a it's a space program game it's set on Kerbal. Game that gets pushed by Steam all the bloody time, but lots a, of people haven't. It seems to be quite it's a, popular. It's a fun little game. So you take on basically you are in charge of basically doing making your own space program. Um, from scratch, you can. There's two ways. You've got campaign where we sort of start from scratch. You get basic components, or you can like do what I'm doing is the sort of like sandbox mode where you have everything unlocked straight away. And basically, you build spaceships. You sort of launch from space, but it's proper realistic physics. So you have to like get enough power points to get into orbit, and you've got to sort of control your orbit so you don't like crash into planet, uh, which I did repeatedly the first few times. I didn't realize. Well, see, I didn't realize you had to you had to do this thing called a gravity turn as you launch. You don't just go straight up, which is what you think. You have to turn the gravity of the planet so you can sort of save fuel and get into orbit. Yes, you slingshot it and then it. No, it's not a slingshot. It's a gravity turn. It's not the same thing. It's it's sort of it's just the counter of space of space orbits and stuff. It's really fun little game. So you build it. It's it's basically it's a great little sandbox game to sort of learn about space. It's really Aren't good. Aren't the characters all really wacky looking and stuff as well? They all look, yeah, they all look. There's, you have three characters in your ship, and usually one of them sort of is. There's one who's constantly panicked about everything that goes on. Well, if I'm on your fucking space program after hearing your record, I would be too. The first lot did die horribly, but that's that's by the by. Wait, lot uh, as in multiple <laughs> ships or just the one? The, there's three of them in the first capsule, and there is currently well, one. That dog that got sent to space. Oh no, man! That well, dog's no, they fine didn't now. make it to space. They sort of, I, I sort of sent them up in the air, and I didn't have enough thrust. They sort of like got halfway there, and this all went. <laughs> just imagine like going up and then just coming straight back. I saw, I saw going. Oh, they're going to make it, and momentum's going to get the rest of the way. Oh, it's time to go down. They're going to go quite quickly, actually. Oh, I didn't install a parachute. Ah, shit. Yeah, but I have got. I've currently have got some kerbals orbiting the planet because I didn't have enough fuel to get back. So oh currently floating around permanently around the orbit. I, I will. I feel my. I'll try and see if I can figure out a way to rescue them. I'm waiting for the next one where Nick says he gives them too much fuel, a little bit too much thrust, and they launch full pelt like a missile into the side of the moon. Oh, you can. That's all right. You can do. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm trying. My next. My next goal is to do a moon landing or the moon landing, as they call it. Because right. the place the called Kerbal, and all your people are called something Kerbal. Right. So it's like. Um, uh, For a minute, I thought we were going to say there's copyright issues on the moon. <laughs> 
No, I don't think America's probably it's got tried. got an American flag on it, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. America's probably tried, yeah, but I don't think there's actually any copper issues on the moon. But you, so you get so you still you have like a little like shipbuilding section where you get your ship and you have to buy get all the bike parts. You have got the balancing right because you balance it wrong, your ship will go sort of. I'm sorry, I don't know why, but I thought you just said that. You know where you said you had to like sort out the parts for a minute. Though? I thought you said you had to get all the bike parts and organize them correctly. I was like, <laughs> the fuck, a pedal powered rocket? What? Probably pedal powered ignition. That'd be amazing. Um, you can like put your rockets into stages, so you you so you might have like a big boost stage to get you going but you can jettison to make it smaller and mm-hmm. you put in stage so you go up so you have to plan your stages right and then eventually get yourself to orbit it's it's quite the sandbox is quite free form it's like you can sort of like say something little challenge so like my next challenge is getting to the, to the moon mm. or the moon um, and that's quite and it, you have to learn a whole new set of all mechanics you can't just point at it and fly there you have to like make an orbit big enough around your planet so that you cross into its orbit and then you sort of catch yourself. Yeah. Which I never thought about until. I mean, it's it made me learn about how space actually works. And I always knew space, how roughly a space worked, but not quite to the depth of how orb mechanics work. It's yeah. really interesting. That's pretty neat. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's a great little education tool. It'd be great for, I think, sort of kids and stuff, sort of showing them how to... Right, two questions. Yeah. First off, how much is it? It it varies wildly in price depending on steam sales. Well, ma- maximum price. What do you uh, expect? To I for think it? it's currently going for. I think max price about twenty five pounds. Okay, and usually what's the average? I've sale seen price? it about ten fifteen. I've seen it quite often. Okay, on that's so fair. I might be completely wrong on those figures, Red. but. I think I just said the last one was the more important question, but this one's probably actually it. How's the tutorial? Crap. Okay. Yeah. I looked it up and I looked at the tutorial. It's and not it's as bad as Crusader Kings, is it? No. <laughs> I did the tutorial and it sort it did sort of explain a lot of it, but Trump used the terminology but didn't explain what the terminology actually meant. So, so if you, unless you were sat there with a du- space for dummies book. It said to you, okay, you need to get to this position here and thrust here to do this, but it doesn't explain why you have to do that. So in the end I used but there's a there's a good little wiki. Um, there's a fan-made wiki of it which explains every step of the way okay this is what this at the old apophis uh, got. Oh, I can't pronounce it's all got words I can't pronounce and that's really the trouble part of it it's all Good got job. words I can't pronounce why do I imagine this to look like I don't know like Sim City or Roller Coaster Tycoon or something mm, like some that ways, yeah I can see where you're coming from it is a bit like that it's, well it's, that's just how I imagine it it's just I, the sort of building your ships is very similar to sort of Rotos Coaching where you sort of plot you're not building a, a roller because you're just building a fixed ship so and it's designed to be quite easy to do it's got like nifty features in the editor so for example if you want to have a boost on each side of your rocket rather than having to manually position them you have like a button which you can click which will automatically position them opposite each other yeah, yeah. so you make sure you, it's balanced correctly so you can do stuff it's got some nifty features like that on it which is works quite well um it's a, it's quite a good looking game really i mean it's 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 quite impressive because it, it, it does all get the scale right. I mean, I've read on the um, Ricky that when you get to the moon, if you wanted to walk around the whole moon at sort of your spaceman's speed, it would take you about two weeks' wheel time to do it. Mm-hmm. It's that cause that's how big it is because it gets the scale right, uh, which is quite nifty. Because um, I'm close to planning to sort of try and I mean, obviously, there's lots of people. There's, there's all it's, it's sort of based. It's solar system based on our solar system, so people have, and there are people who've got to, like the crew of Pluto in it. It's quite yeah, quite far and, and it's wow. yeah. Okay. Um you need a lot of frustration. So how would how would like 
the actual exploration, say if you did a moon landing, is that something like, as, as you know, going back to like The Sims or, or you know, or theme park, or is it like you just see the little geezer wandering you can, about? No, you actually, can do, you, you, actually... Can, you can actually take you can actually take full control of them. You can actually, when you land there, you can click on any of the little portraits of your people and say, okay, I want to do an EVA, which is extravehicular activity. And click on him, and then he will get. You open up the shuttle. He'll go on his little ladder, climb down, and you are you're in control. You can wander around the moon, or you can go up and fly him around. I think you can also get make like a moon buggy as well. I believe that's cool. um, So you can drive around. I'm interested in like the uh, like you say. People have now reached the equivalent of Pluto in it. Um, Does this mean that like with in regards to say other games where a, a problem we have with games now being that there's so much with the internet that we can access, where game a lot a lot of games have lost. Kind of a sense of wonder, like you know how in games back in the day you'd buy a game, you didn't really know too much about it. You didn't have the internet, so you couldn't yeah. cheat, you couldn't get guides and stuff. You just, yeah, you, you just went yeah. and played it. Well, would you say that even though this game is obviously now online and stuff, that there's points that because of the difficulty of travelling in it that haven't been found in the game? Because no, because the the. the our system is it. There is no more. Oh, there's, there's no, no way. No, it's it's quite well scaled. You would not. It's not feasible for humanity at the moment to get to another solar system. It's just not feasible. Yeah. We couldn't do it. In no matter how powerful ship we got, it would take us yeah. centuries. So it doesn't transcend that then no, in the game. It does not no, do that. Okay. It's it's well, it's, a... it's very heavily grounded in real yeah, life is... physics. Oh, that's quite yeah. cool. Which is quite neat. It's, it's I, I get a it's it's obviously built people who are really keen on simulating proper. Space physics. There are a couple. That's funny, really, because every time I look at it, I ne- I would never have had that first impression from what I first saw the game due to the the fact of the, the, the cartoon characters. Like. Yeah, 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 that feels. Like you know, the cartoon character. Oh, it looks like a nice little game. Actually, when you play, when you play it, you'll discover actually it's a really complicated game. That's quite interesting. Because when you actually get it, you mean the actual career mode is a little bit more in depth. You get a bit more to the career mode. So you've got things like you can um, have mission control where you can actually. Um, you can have multiple. You have multiple missions on the go at once, so you can sort of by send up um, rovers and stuff to the planets as well, and you can send rovers and sort of control them, or you can put ships into orbit. I mean, I want to try and build a. I said my next goal in the game is to get to the moon, and then I would like to try and build. See, I want to see if it's possible to build a space station, have a space station in orbit around my planet, um, which is quite neat. You uh, you also get. In the career mode, you can recruit pilots and they can get more experience at doing stuff in the engineers. You can also get given missions. So you might get given a mission, for example, to um, take a test fire a certain engine and you have to sort of do a test and you get money for it. So you get science. You have to read and you have to do research as well. So the career mode is sort of the more complicated side of it. The, the sandbox mode is you could just go and look in a line and see a tutorial how to build the right ship to do it, but that's all ruins the fun of it. I mean, I only went online to sort of get the to get the basics down so I knew roughly where I was going. You wanted a proper tutorial. Yeah, just okay, so I knew well, where I was then. going So and then I can work from that because there's no point having a game where you have no idea what you're doing. So I did try that first. I tried doing my own way but I couldn't get any of my ships into orbit. And I now know why. It's because I, was so, I wasn't doing this gravity turn. I didn't, it never told me to do that. Or at least I can't remember it telling me to do that because I wasn't doing it. I was never getting anything to orbit properly. I was going straight up and just missing it and just never getting there properly and just coming crashing down. Hence why so many poor Kerbals lost their lives. And tried to, and tried to go like and store a parachute and save their lives. We've a little flag waving yeah. right now. Yeah. So, 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 so. Great they died for game. science. They did, actually. Great little game. Um, I do, if you are, I would say, it's not a... 
I would say it's it's a game that's a simulation type game. So it's not a game where if you're after sort of a quick sort of blast fun game, if you're not unless you're interested in the idea of sort of space exploration and sort of learning a learning a bit about how that sort of stuff works, you may well not find it that particularly enjoyable unless you're actually into that sort of thing. So I mean, I, I like that sort of thing, so I was happy I've enjoying playing it. But if you weren't, if you want sort of, sort of graphic instant gratification, it's probably not not the game for you, I would say, personally. But Worth the cool money, game. though? Yes. If, as again, if you are interested in that sort of thing, definitely Even worth the money. Even if it was full price? Yeah, I would, I would, I would have to have paid full price for it. Okay, I was unsure at first, but I, I would, in hindsight, I would have to have paid full price for it. But, yeah, good little game. So... Now on to the now this from now on I'm calling this the Bard podcast because pretty much everything I notes is Bard related. So awesome, Bard, get ready to talk. right? Good luck, guys. This is going to be fun. Um, yeah, we, okay. We can, uh, we can go, Luke, if you want. We'll okay, yeah, that's cool. Right, Come back to Would an hour be enough for you? Or an hour and a half be enough for you? Yeah, potentially. I right, don't know. Pub, what can I get up to in an hour? Pub. Yeah, sure. Yeah, mate, okay. See you later, mate. Bring me some uh, pork scratching back. <laughs> Not Cornetto. That sounds amazing, actually. <laughs> Forget the poor scratchings, Cornetto it is. This Cornetto. Cornetto podcast. Right, the game I've been playing. We do three of them have a trilogy. Oh, dear. <laughs> I picked up an early access game on Steam again. Another one. Another one. This How much? Full third price? or fourth early access game, I think. Um, I paid. I got it on sale because I grabbed it because it was on sale. I would. Probably, because I only, it only had a little bit knocked off it. I paid about £11 for it. And I think it's full price. It's 14 maybe, something along those lines. Um, and I grabbed it purely because it reminded me of a game I loved when I was a child. And the game I loved when I was a child is Road Rash. And this game is a game called Road Redemption. I've okay. seen some stuff about that yeah. game, yeah. It's not a bad little game. In fact... Within the two days I got it, I had a big patch which inc- improved it amazingly. Like I, I picked it up, got it on. It was early access, so I thought, mm, you know, is it going to be any good? I watched a few videos of what was there. Thought this looks really damn good. Picked it up, um, and have to say I wasn't stung. This is another time where early access has actually done me a favour because there's a couple of early access games I've picked up that aren't bad per se, but just have been released at stages where. There's not enough to really they sink your teeth into. Too, too early. early, yeah. Obviously, they they need to release them at some early point so that people can test the games and see what they want to add to the games. But sometimes a game can be like, with Mordheim, for example, which now has a bit more to it. When I first got Mordheim, there was really nothing to it, so there wasn't really much to comment on. But now it's come a bit more into its own, and I paid quite a lot for that. Whereas opposed to this, I only paid ten pounds, so it were or ten or eleven quid, so it weren't so bad. The first couple couple of days I played it, I was like, eh, it's okay. I didn't dislike it. I thought it was a pretty cool game. Then the patch came out, and it suddenly became a hell of a lot better and a hell of a lot more difficult, which is good. Um, as I say, it's like Road Rash. You uh, it, It's still a bit basic at the moment. For anyone that got, doesn't know, Road Rash is a motorcycle Yeah, Road Rash is game. a classic game from the Mega Drive initially, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And then it came out like on PlayStation. Now. But it's a, a motorcycle game. But it, it included fighting, so you could fight as well. You, they were like illegal street races, basically. So you'd be driving through uh, certain areas, you'd be f- 
fighting with the other competitors. You get police that will come try and arrest you, and you can fight with the police. Um, so you you had like the potential to get busted by police, uh, taken out of the race by being beaten up, um, or just losing because you didn't get the right position. But then like, which obviously made winning all all the better because it's much harder to win due to all these factors coming in and prevent you. Cows in the middle of the road, for example, that was always a fun one in Road Rash. Um, this game is basically, you can tell that the developers love that game because it is Road Rash taken to the next level. Um, you go through a campaign mode because there is a multiplayer, but it's not there yet. We're waiting for it to be updated for the multiplayer. It says coming soon, but apparently it said coming soon for the last three or four months, but hopefully it will be coming soon. Um, but the solo, the single player game, I'd say, is really good. Um, as I say, if, you know, if you've played Road Rash before, you're basically in for the same kind of thing. Except unlike Road Rash, it has projectile weapons as well as melee weapons, which are an absolute bitch to try and use when you're on a motorcycle. You can get a shotgun, which isn't so bad, because you can just drive up behind people and fire that off no problem. But if you're trying to, na- to aim with a pistol or with a machine gun while you're riding a motorbike, it doesn't really work very well. It's possible, but you will find yourself careering off the road because of the way the camera works. Um, the game is... Well, the solo campaign at the moment is set into 13 races. You've got 13 tracks. Well, not 13 different tracks, but you've got you've got to win 13 races across four or five different tracks. And they vary distinctively. Like, you can just have a straight race where you, you will win if you become... Uh, if you're in the top three. So, or, you know, you third, you've got your first, second or third positions. If you don't meet them, you lose. So, you, yeah, it's just a basic race, but obviously with the fighting included... Um, you have right, some interesting ones are hallucinogenic tracks where you get onto tracks where there's been a chemical leak of some kind and so while you're driving along cars are falling from the sky and you kind of have to avoid them uh, there's one ones where you've got you're going up against gangs because it's all gang related like road rash so you're racing against different gangs and stuff one of the gangs is completely obsessed with explosives so you'll be driving past people that have pipe bombs on them and they will blow themselves up to try and take you out which is quite fun um yeah, so it's got a bit of variety in it. It isn't just straight racing. There are different vari- variations of modes. The thing that sold it to me when I was watching the uh, videos of it is it has a, a city map based on rooftops. So you're driving and jumping across from rooftop to rooftop and you can get a um, like a hookshot and you can uh, fire it at helicopters that are over the buildings and, and swing across the buildings and stuff, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the, the basics of the game do just involve driving around, avoiding traffic, fighting with the other guys, you get all various weapons and stuff, trying to avoid the police and getting to the end of the track. has a levelling system, which is quite interesting for this kind of game. I'm not really sure why they've put it in, or how they've implemented it, really, because you go through the solo campaign, and where you think a levelling system would be based around picking different options, this is more like just a thing that you fill in. Like, you can have all the options. You just have to... Um, every time you do a track, for example, you get experience points. Um, the more you do, the more experience you're going to unlock. Um, and at the end of tracks, you can unlock... You get items that you can pick up, that you pay money that you've used, that you unlock in the tracks for for getting through the races you can use them to unlock stuff and one of them is you can get an experience boost so potentially you can get experience quicker but yeah the the actual experience tree is just a single tree where you fill in all the different skills and then that's it which is a bit weird to me because you'd expect it to be more like 
three separate trees and you build your biker to be a specific way if you're like yeah. like, like any other game really i mean say you were playing diablo you'd build your character to be oh you've got a necromancer say you've got three separate trees didn't you and that where you had like your summoning your curses and your blood and bone magic so what you're saying is um in every other game you'd expect there to be a build system yeah there's not really a build, thing the, a build. The, the leveling up seems a bit weird to me because it doesn't seem like there's much point to it mm. your biker will get better but then that's it there's it won't have any unique factor from when you're playing online which i can see when online is put in might make it a little bit unbalanced because people that have unlocked all the skills will be have advantages above new players which is a bit unfair to me so hopefully as it's still early access they'll work on that and maybe change it up a little bit so that you can build a specific kind of racer which would be interesting uh, the weapons you get are interesting i mean like i say you range from uh, melee to uh to ranged but you can also pick up c4 which is quite fun driving past cars and plonking a c4 on the side of it and watching it go up um or taking out other bikes with it is always quite fun um Tracks are fairly lengthy. You get boss enemies as well, so you'll have some bikers that are a lot harder than the others. Um, so you, when you're fighting with them, they're going to take a little bit longer to beat. Uh, one of the mechanics I really like is, as well as being able to attack with your chosen weapon, you have a dedicated kick button. So you can kick their bikes and send them careering off the road, which is great in one of the levels where you're on a there's like a bridge towards the end. If you're right, yeah, coming right towards the end of the track, and there's a load of you on that bridge, you can kick people off the bridge, which I thought was quite fun. Um, I'm flashbacks now to assets tricky and pushing people over. Yeah, pretty much goes. that kind of thing. There's a lot, quite a bit you can do actually. I mean, you can grab other bikers and slam their heads into their bikes, which is quite fun, or grab them and sling them to the side so they'll they'll go off course like they would if you kicked them. Um, you've got a, a nitro, so if you tap your accelerator button um, twice, you'll uh, you've got like a little nitro bar, and you'll uh, use that get racing forward faster than the other racers kind of like f-zero kind of thing um and that nitro will build up as you fight so fight it, it does kind of encourage you to fight the other bikers because you will get money for it and you'll get experience and you will um, you, you can get weapons off them you can get uh you get more nitro it refills your health as well if you beat certain characters so yeah um so all in all although it's a little bit um being early access a bit shaky and a bit unfinished in some ways and graphically it's nice looking but it looks a bit kind of like a ps2 game kind yeah, of thing I was gonna say, um, the, the environments look nice but the bikers and the bikes and stuff look a bit dated so hopefully they'll improve upon that um i will say that <laughs> one of the reasons i picked the game up is because i saw an advert which said which the game has Shovel Knight in it. You can basically get Shovel Knight and you can play Shovel Knight, which I thought was quite cool considering he does look kind of good. Like, as all the, as it's, they're not chibi characters, they are proper, like, full-size normal people. I thought it would look a bit weird having a full-size Shovel Knight riding around, but he looks kind of cool. You've got a various selection of bikes. I mean, you've got, like, a Harley Davidson bike. Uh, you've got your super bikes. Um, I think there's six bikes in total so far based on different styles of bikes so hopefully we'll get a few more um and hopefully i'm hoping they will give you an option to upgrade the bikes change them up a little bit because at the moment they're just standard there's no way of tuning them or making them better but um for what it is for an early access game 
I'd say it's quite a cool little game. It's one of them games that doesn't take itself very seriously. I mean, it's not. It's by no means a serious racer. No, it's going to be. It couldn't be with that kind. No, of... well, the fact that your bikes have nitros built into them and stuff, and yeah, the the weapons you respawn as well. So you shoot a guy off his motorbike and then he's back in the race a little while later. It's yeah. like. Yeah, and and one of the tracks is uh, a parody of Rainbow Road from uh, <laughs> from oh Super uh, Mario Kart. So, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a rough game at the moment, but I've had quite a bit of fun with it. I mean, I I it's one of those games that, like I was saying to you um, the other day outside a podcast that I quite I've, as I've sort of gotten older, I don't seem to have the time to. Because I used to be a really big RPG fan. Yeah. And I don't really have the time to invest in them as much as I used to. Oh, I know how you feel. Um, so games like this is a game I can just pick up. I can go through the tracks and then be done. So pick in like, up and play maybe yeah, in about 10, half an hour, an hour. Minutes, you know? so, so, yes, it's not or bad maybe at all. longer if you can. Whereas when you look at an RPG, it's a bit daunting. Yeah. I mean, you can't. So I suppose you could play it in bits, but some RPGs you get absorbed and you want to do so more. Badness. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're not going to get the full experience of an RPG. If yeah. You're if you're it playing in. it in bits. Yeah. Whereas a game like this, I can just pick up and play every now and then. So, for that reason, I, I think it's pretty good. Um,. Yeah, I mean, if you're really into Road Rash, if you liked Road Rash in any way, you'll enjoy it. So I'd say definitely give it a look on Early Access if you're a fan of that game. Outside of that, though, I might suggest people wait just to see what gets added. But um, all in all, not bad for an Early Access game. Can't say I'm disappointed with it at all. I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I think at some point I might have to pick it up. I I haven't played a Road Rash game or a Road Rash style game since Road Rash on the 3DO. Yeah, which, that's how far back it's been. I mean, that was the last one I played, I think, because I had that on the PlayStation. Which didn't they have? Um, a, they had a, another one on the PlayStation Two. There I were think. two. I know there were two more for PlayStation. You had that 3D one came out. It was on Mega CD, Saturn, PlayStation, and that came out on PC as well. Yeah, all right, PC and the 3D. So it's five different consoles. Then the PlayStation got Road Rash 3D and Road Rash Jailbreak. That was Which, Jailbreak was the one that I, I didn't remember if I played it or not. They both sucked. They weren't Did very they? good, those two, yeah. Okay. Um, I was, and after those two, I don't think we had another Road Rash. I think they were the last ones. I mean, Is correct- what they EA developed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are no EA. Wonder, no been, wonder they're gone then. They've always been EA games. Yeah, yeah they were EA they games the even back in the EA day. cartridges on there. Yeah, yeah, there's big-ass cartridges that you used to get, yeah. Because uh, little little fact, I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but uh, skating game Skitchin, yes, I, I remember believe, that game. was uh, based on the Road Rash engine. Yes, so yeah, it I was. love that game so much. Skitchin being uh, roll, uh, Road Rollerblade Rash version, wasn't it? Rollerblades, yeah, brilliant game. Yeah, had some good music for a Mega Drive game as well, didn't it? Yep. Well, yeah, pretty wicked little game. Didn't it have sampled speech in it too? Yes. Yeah, I thought it did. Yes, it did. Yeah, that was a cool game. I liked that. Yeah, same sort of premise. If you like that game, you'll enjoy this just for the same sort of reason. Um... Uh, the thing that I'm, I'm really liking about it so far was the inclusion of the ranged weapons. Although they're cumbersome at the moment, they might do something to improve that. They still need um, balancing and tweaking, I suppose. So. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like I said, with a shotgun, it's not so bad. You get the shotgun, you just got to wait till you've got a crowd in front of you and then just let rip with the thing. But yeah, if you've sure. got, uh, say, an Uzi or a pistol, it's a little bit harder to get the kills with. But now, yeah. I, d- I have a little question, not so much directed towards the game, so I don't know if maybe Nick can answer this one as well, but has anyone actually seen a game go from early access to full-blown, now it's on Steam, it's just a game? I don't think I have, actually. Because I can't think of anything off the top um, of my head that's gone from the early access tag to being early access, and then bam, now it's just there. Not 
now you've got early access and we're developing I'm as we go. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure if I have. Hmm. I'm sure there have been games that have done that, though. But none that I can think of. It's going to say, in fairness, a lot of games that you buy these days still, they might as well just be considered oh, God, early yeah. access games because half of them aren't even bloody finished anyway. But Yeah, I mean, there's a few games I've had complaints with on that. I mean, even big games like Skyrim, which I know was well-loved and received. I and hated I, that and game I, so much. I, I didn't I hate you it. Why. I enjoyed bits of it, but I find Skyrim feels really unfinished in lots of places. Like That was the only thing that put me off it. I'd do things, and I was like, that doesn't seem like that should end there. It seems like there should be something more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that that's something that games suffer from a bit at the moment. But then again, I suppose they did back in the day too, you'd still get games that felt unfinished. I mean, God, remember um, when you'd get games that were completely uncompletable yep. that they'd have to patch later on down the lines? With they'd like, re-release the cartridges yeah. or you'd have to Either call, they'd re-release they'd the cartridge or if it was an Amiga game, they'd re- that you'd get a disc of a magazine, wouldn't you, or yeah. something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. There probably will be games that will be stuck perpetually in early access, I should think. Um Say so more times come along a bit, but not much. So I'm waiting to see what they do with that. The the, the other game being that we'll talk we're talking about again later in the podcast being Armello, which seems to be have quite a bit of uh, development going on. There's there seems to be quite a lot of attention to detail there. So hopefully that will be one that will come out of early access. I do think in some ways I can see the positives and negatives to this in that tweaking a game years down the line. It's, it's good because you can add some new stuff and you can improve things for balance reasons, I suppose. But then at the same time, you can also do things that upset long-term players by yeah. doing that. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of a hit-and-miss thing, that, isn't it? But it can't be helped, though, because that's something I'm going to bring up later anyway, but okay. communities don't tend to last that long anyway. No, no, so. not for specific, unless it's something really big, I suppose, but... Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's a decent little game. Like I say, if you enjoy games like Road Rash or you want uh, a, a racing game with a little bit of violence in it or something for some reason, then that will be right up your street. So yeah. yeah. Sounds cool. Give it a look. I'll have to, I'll look it up, I'll look it up. It's all good. Right, as it's the bar- bad podcast, so I assume the next thing is me as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, cool, so we've now got a film review. That isn't uh, a film review. Yeah, it's actually a TV and show actually, review. it's not just me, Luke has been watching this too. So yeah, we for can, sure. Uh, so it's uh, Better Call Saul, which yes. is the spin-off series of Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, um, about Saul Goodman, the uh, the lawyer from Breaking Bad, and it sort of goes back to tell you a little bit of his story and how he came to be where he is in Breaking Bad. It actually um, goes all the way back to before Breaking Bad. It does, Bad, yeah, way before it, so. Breaking Bad. So yeah, those of you who watched Breaking Bad will remember that Saul Goodman was the lawyer that got involved with uh, Jesse and Walt and uh, gave them a few more connections to the underworld, the criminal underworld. Um, well, now of, you actually get to see Saul making yeah, a lot of those connections. He, he was kind he, of, he, I mean, he, in uh, Breaking Bad, and even in his own show, he's kind of a comic relief character, isn't he? He's yeah. like, uh, um, he's funny more than anything else, isn't he? Uh, and, and a little bit awkward in some ways, although brilliant because of it. He's one of these kind of, what I might call an idiot savant, in that he's... Uh, yeah, a bit of a weak character in some ways and a flawed character, but then he comes out with genius moments that just make him... He's likeable as well, isn't he? I mean, when you see some of the, the situations he's involved in, and yeah, he's a, he's a lawyer, so instantly he should be unlikable, and he's involved in all this sort of underworld dealings and that, 
he's kind of got he, he does things for the right reasons generally doesn't he seems he? to like, have a lot of kind of freak out moments doesn't yeah he? Like oh one god minute, yeah you know one minute like you know smooth is just having a random conversation he could just be driving down the street and something bad is going to yeah, happen yeah. to this guy it's just like holy hell man and that's the cool thing isn't it because he he's kind of a bit of a a scatty character but when the shit hits the fan he somehow always manages to pull out all the stops doesn't he you know? yeah for sure something manages to slot in place that was missing earlier and it's just like bam sort of and he he's got the gift of the gab oh even absolutely it's not necessarily which is, which is why i really like the character because there aren't enough characters today and things that are talky a lot of, a lot of people solve their problems through that you have all heavily violent characters which isn't necessarily a bad thing <laughs> but it just it gets a bit stale when all the all your main characters and things or protagonists solve problems in the basic ways whereas this guy can just talk his way out of a problem and the way he does it sometimes is just fantastic like i mean that not to, to spoil or anything but that second episode mm-hmm. when shit hits the fan I mean, okay, Just so we, we can we can run a little bit of a a little bit of a spoiler. So as we said, this goes all the way back to before Breaking Bad. Yes. So all the characters that you've seen meet their end in Breaking Bad. Yeah, not all back. of them, but the, there are a few characters in it that crop back up. You'll yeah. see, sort of, especially people that are criminal characters that he would have had. So you actually you get to see. Uh, Saul's connection to the drug dealer Tuco. Tuco, yeah, thus far we season two, I think, of Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's when he's introduced, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The drug dealer that Walt would eventually take out of business, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Spoiler alert for Breaking Bad. For us, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Breaking Bad's kind of old now, you know. It's just, I think oh, it's, I know. I just, just don't know a few people. Saved, I've not actually got around to watching it yet. Yeah, I was you? about to oh. say I actually know a few people oh, that are still okay. around to well, watching yeah, it. Yeah, but you, you need to get around to watching it. It's on my list. Cool. It's a yeah. really well produced. Yeah, no, no spoiler alerts really, because I mean, he he, yeah, he gets involved with him, doesn't he? And, yeah. And well, what I was going to say was that the um, shit gets interesting when he yeah. gets involved with him. He um, Saul is basically kind of uh, working with these two guys, and these two Put guys a scam, isn't it? Yeah, these two guys fuck it up, and they're really unlikable. Those two as well. I didn't like them. I was like, they're little shits, and. Uh, the weird, weird, weird thing about that episode is it really endeared me to Tuco. Although he's fucking crazy and yep. scary, I kind of like him. Like, there's aspects of his personality that I think he's kind of cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, like... He, when he's he out in the desert with his gang, he seems like, like a Tuco. scary motherfucker, yeah. He's the crazy motherfucker, but when he's... So, these guys just kind of... And Saul just randomly tip up at Tuco's home. Yeah, and it's a, it's a complete mistake that they get yeah. there, isn't it? Like, And Tuco being doing this criminal business, obviously gets suspicious about them, thinking that they're people that might be related to his criminal dealings. So it's just one of those situations that really shouldn't have happened, the wrong place at the wrong time kind Mm. of thing. But yeah, like the way he is with his mama, like his apolita, as he calls her, just like, uh, yeah, like he's got this real respectful personality, even though he's crazy. I suppose in Breaking Bad, it's similar to his relationship with... um, it's his uncle, isn't it? Yeah, the the, the other... His name also I was, can't remember, but yeah, I absolutely... I love Her, was it Herman? Was his name Herman? The, the guy in the, the wheelchair? I can't remember off the top of my head. But that was a cool character anyways. Yeah, yeah, he was a good character, he, yeah. Yeah, because he... Uh, the, his, I'm sure it was his uncle. Um, yeah, it was Uncle Theo. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, his name was Theo. Theo, was it? Yeah, 
or something like that. It was basically the old boy in a wheelchair. He used to be a, the, the drug baron himself or yeah. like one of the top guys. And then Tuco takes over when his, when his uncle or yeah. grandfather or whoever but is looks after him, will, doesn't yeah. he? Even though this He's guy, very family Yeah, heavy. This, this guy is basically can't do much for himself, can he? He's become so... Um, disabled over the years that he's now in a wheelchair he can't he can't really um talk can he he's no, sort he, of, he, sign, he, he relies a lot on Tuco to do a lot for him it's weird Tuco's a very um fractured character in the sense that yeah he's got this 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 duty thing about him and he looks after this guy that's uh, needs him and he's really kind and caring around his apolita as he puts it but then he's a fucking scary guy when it comes down to anybody well Anybody else, really, I suppose. Yeah, as, yeah. as soon as he's, he's away from his family, he? he cracks, and that's it. But then as soon as, say, a member of his family's there, he's instantly kind of showing them respect and that. Yeah. But then he'll turn his back and on in them. Interestingly, and interestingly, that being what, what, with that situation, why Saul manages to be so... Because Saul is kind of respectful towards him and, and says and, and agrees with him that those guys are out of order. Yeah. Yeah, so Saul, as well as having the gift of the gab... What was, and the interesting thing is, in a lot of things, this would be considered a negative thing, and that you could say Saul's kind of cowardly, but he isn't really, because I think cowardice, cowardice is a word that gets thrown around far too often. Saul He's a, isn't the kind of guy that you're likely to see in a fight. Yeah, absolutely. He's, um, he couldn't and fight. And he knows he can't. He's not likely to win. Yeah. So he's clever. He will. He will say, right. Well, yeah. I'm. I'm screwed. I basically need to. He. He's. He's not ashamed to beg, is he? Or say, yeah, for sure. I'm. I oh, don't kill me. I don't want to die. I want to sort of get out of this situation. And will. But he will sort of be cool about it. You know. He's not going to just completely. It's um, just an average. Yeah. Guy. It's not to he's say not... he doesn't have pride. He's just not so prideful as a lot of characters and things I mean, when, tend to when be. When you see the character Saul Goodman. How he starts. I mean, yeah, he ends yeah. up in that rinky-dink office at the back of a of a um, no, yeah, at the back of like a, a, a manicurist or something like that. I can't yeah. remember the actual word for it, but um, it's like a salon. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. He's he's basically there at the back of a beautician's or a salon, and I mean seriously, this little tiny office. It's like a cupboard, isn't it? Yeah, um, and you know, you actually like I guess you catch his actual name because he's not really yeah, Saul Goodman. Yeah. You get, you I know, don't think you get told that name in Breaking Bad either, do No, you? you don't. He's Saul Goodman the entire time. Yeah. Basically, um, the start of the series takes place at the end of Breaking yeah, Bad, Yeah, it shows it? So, you where he's ended up, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and then he, he... Sort of him remembering yeah. what all the stuff so he's he gone through to get busts there. out a VHS tape of all of his old Saul Goodman ads. Yeah. And then he kind of has a flashback to how he got how he started and then that's how the series rolls on um i thought it was brilliantly shot yeah um i have to say i found the first episode a bit slow but that's to be forgiven because it was the pilot and i had to set things up yeah but that beginning of that second episode had me hooked and from that point it was just like yeah this is this is exactly why i like breaking bad and why everybody else like breaking bad Mm -hmm. because it is it sucks you in it does it seem to you that it's on a somewhat lower budget than breaking bad I suppose so. Yeah, it does seem. But I think it kind of fits the character as well. Yeah, I don't know if that's because I can't see it being on a lower budget from Breaking Bad. Because he must have made a hell of a lot from Breaking Bad. Oh no, no, I'm not saying that they've. they've it just looks. It does. Like yeah, it's, uh, it's grainy looking, isn't it? In a lot of ways. It's, kind, it's just the kind of. It's just no. It's just like sometimes the way it's shot. Yeah. Like Breaking Bad was very cinematic in later series, uh, whereas this isn't. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if maybe he's trying to find his feet with it because. It's obviously, although it has similarities to Breaking Bad, 
the tone. That's a very different shot. The tone is very different, isn't it? Yeah, um, very, very different. The, the irony of of the thing is that he's a much more sympathetic character than Walt, really, isn't mm-hmm. he? Like much, I much more sympathetic. To, to um, watching the whole, well, watching all the way through Breaking Bad, Saul was my favourite character from when he first appeared to when he to right up to the end. Because mm-hmm. yeah, just like all, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's things that might be considered negative. He kind of plays off in a positive way, doesn't he? Saul isn't trying to take everyone else down for his own benefit. He's just trying to get by, isn't he? Yeah, whereas Walt was literally out for blood from pretty much the word go. Yeah, Walt was a very tortured character in the sense that he felt that life had dealt him unfair hands all the Mm -hmm. way along and just wanted to get what he considered his, didn't he? Where, Where Saul kind of... I guess Saul wants the same things, but for different reasons. Like, yeah. obviously, he wants the, the fact that he was a corrupt lawyer working with criminals shows that he's a guy that wanted to hit it big and the way his ad campaigns and stuff are. But then underneath that, he's he's a tortured character in a different way to Walt. Whereas, like, I suppose he deals with it in a different way to Walt. Like, yeah, he's for dealt sure. with disappointment. The fact that in, in the series, he's living with. Um, it's his uncle, isn't it? Yeah, I can't think what the dude's name is. I can't remember. But that guy, yeah, you can see that he's got a good relationship with that guy, and he's trying to stop that guy from uh, ruining his own business and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's also a a pretty high-ranking lawyer, isn't he? Yeah, he uh, the Saul Goodman, the character he is before he's Saul Goodman, he wants to be, or he wants to do what his uncle or relative did. Pretty much, yeah. you know, it, he is literally just starting out. He's in public courts. He's he's not happy with the way that's going. He wants to, you know, represent a big case to, you know, make it big. Yeah. Uh, to break out of that kind of stuff, start his own firm. Um, but his uncle's always trying to tell him, look, hey, you've got to start somewhere. And every hour you do... He's not patient, is he? He just no. wants to get there straight away, yeah. Um... He wants the big bucks Right now, and you can see that even when he's trying to defend his, when yeah. he's trying to defend his. Relative. But the interesting thing is, like, it's it's not really like with his character from a sense of greed. What I pick up from it is he wants the big bucks now because he's. I think more because he's paranoid. It's, because it's almost he, like desperation. He, it's in. almost like he's thinking in the back of his head that he's not good enough to get the big bucks. That's no, what he you wants can to see pay it because now. They, they said, I think it's in the first episode, he sees the two clients, um, the people who had apparently knocked off a load of money. Yeah. Um, that you, They've actually shot it in such a way to show how nervous he is watching as he's trying to and get these two I people to again, sign I think, again, in Breaking Bad, this is why I love his character because when he talks his way out of situations, although that is his main skill and he's shit hot at it he always counts his blessings every time he does it you can see him thinking well how the hell did i manage to do that yeah. kind of thing you know like, it's almost as well like he's always 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 thinking like how the hell did i even get yeah. into this mess it's like yeah. seriously i was just trying to do this and somehow it escalated to- he's one of those reluctant hero characters isn't he was, yeah. he tries to do the right thing in the wrong situations just like yeah he's a guy who's on the wrong side of the law in a lot of ways um in in some situations, could even be considered, I guess, a villain, even though he's not really villainous, but um, or at least a bad not, guy. Not even not in the same level that you'd think of Walt. Yeah, totally Walt not. Walt was a vicious character. Yeah, evil bastard towards the in end. In some ways, yeah. Again, Walt had some sympathetic moments, but then at the same time, a lot of stuff was his own fault. Where yeah. with Saul, it's kind of like. 
Saul's gone to do something that may not necessarily be right. It won't be as bad as Walt say. It might just but be he stumbled into a worse scamming someone rich or something, or and then he manages to slip up and then ends up trying to do the right thing, and then things just get worse yep. because he's doing the right thing, and it's like yeah, bless him, which makes the character really endearing. I find, mm-hmm. and I find that like. But then again, even with Walt, a lot of people said to me that they wanted to see Walt fail, that they didn't like Walt. And I tended to grow against Walt the more I watched Breaking Bad, but not to the extent I wanted to see him fail. Mm. I almost wanted to see him at least reach a happy balance with himself kind yeah. of thing. You wanted to um, see it end with him finding peace. Yeah, in some way. Yeah, Not necessarily succeeding in what he was aiming to do. I didn't like his wife. I didn't like, like Scarlett. And it was a bit of a weird thing with the um, the, uh, the writers saying that people that didn't like Scarlett were disliking her for the wrong reasons. And I put that down to a flaw in their writing because I disliked her based on the fact that she was... A bitch. I, well, <laughs> I was going to say she was exactly the same as Walt and yet she blamed Walt for all this stuff. And in a way, she weren't no different. She was profiting off the same stuff Walt was... She was going against her own principles in the same way Walt was. Um, yeah, and then turning it all on him and blaming him for it. And I was thinking, well, actually, you're just as bad. You're no different from Walt. You're exactly the same. So, mm. in contrast, I liked um, Betty Brandt's character, which was um, Hank's wife. Mm. More for the sense of the fact that she had problems, but didn't blame Hank for them all kind of thing. Like, was actually really supportive of Hank, mm-hmm. and vice versa, because it, I won't reveal what the problem she had is, but it conflicts with what Hank does. Yeah. And yet Hank... Every, nearly every step of the way. Contradicts. Well, uh, yeah, Hank goes against his own moral code to protect her, and as such, she does kind of the same thing to try and protect him, and I like that dynamic between the two. In fact really well in the writing style it reflects Walt and Skylar's relationship completely like it's yep. the total opposite in that they do support each other through difficult times whereas those two really didn't like yeah. they just they, they were just yeah that was the, oh, I, the poor old Walt Jr. stuck in the middle kind of thing you know poor poor bastard poor again bastard. I liked him he was a likeable character old Walt Jr. Mm-hmm. and the, with the old breakfast meme that evolved from that what's for breakfast mom? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, anybody that was into Breaking Bad is obviously going to jump onto this. It, yeah. it needs to be done. I, I think Saul was a popular character. Um, Would you recommend watching Breaking Bad first before you watch you know, Better Call Saul or enough, the other way around? I was thinking about this because I was thinking I recommended Better Call Saul to somebody who didn't watch Breaking Bad because they didn't like what Breaking Bad was about. And I thought, could I recommend Better Call Saul to them? as a way to maybe ease them into Breaking Bad. And in fact, I would say, yes, there's people that might not have watched Breaking Bad or might have had reasons for not watching Breaking Bad, as, as people sometimes tend to do. They'll put something off because they think something about it and then watch it and might find that they like it kind of thing. Yeah, I think that Better Call Saul would be a good introduction to some people to Breaking Bad. So I would say you could feasibly watch it without having seen Breaking Bad, just it would be better to watch it after Breaking Bad because you'll know a lot of yeah, what's going on. And you'll probably also give yourself a lot of spoilers if you watch through Better Call Saul first. I but. actually, I'm not sure you would because so far, I, I suppose you would watch Breaking Bad, Bad, but then so far, nothing's really but happened. There's only two episodes in. Yeah, so far, nothing's well, really happened in that, that would spoil it too much. I'm guessing, yeah, further on it would, but yeah, yeah so far, we've not been mm-hmm. too spoiled on anything. Yeah, because you're only two episodes in, aren't you? Yeah, the third, they come out every Tuesday in. right now. So. Yeah. 
It's pretty yeah. good. Do you right? The last question I have. Um, so they started with Breaking Bad, and they've obviously gone and picked off one of the main characters, Saul Goodman, and they've gave him his own series. Do you think that they will do that with other characters? I'm not as well? sure. I think the reason they did it with Saul is because I remember a lot of people talking about the fact that they wanted Saul to have his own series well, yeah, because he, he was had considered really popular. Yeah, Saul, and yeah, so. and everybody really liked the character. Well, that character's really good. You can do a background on him, you know, yeah. and and. The fact that he introduced a lot of other characters into the show, like Mike and Huel and a lot of the other characters that were quite... I mean, Mike's a popular character. Huel was popular comic relief. So a few of the characters that came into it revolved around him. Well, so it was Saul that really gave Walt and everyone their initial connections, wasn't pretty it? Pretty much, you know? yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah, no, I think uh, I think it's pretty cool. I really like that series, yeah. I, I, I'm, I waited to get into it I binged on it when it first so I, I didn't watch the watch it the first week I waited a couple of weeks and was like oh yeah. I'll give it a watch and didn't know what to expect really and ended up really liking it I thought it, it was done really as, well yeah. I, I have to admit when I said it it seems like it was on a lower budget in fairness it does kind of match the tone of the character at least to start with yeah I, in, in essence it seems familiar like familiar to the original first season to Breaking Bad doesn't mm-hmm. it or at least the very first season of Breaking Bad I guess it's kind of similar in that way mm-hmm. um, yeah it'll be interesting to see where it goes and what it reveals about Breaking Bad it's all good it's all good man so you it's better call man. Saul better call Saul yeah no I, I, I really enjoy, I'm enjoying it so far I'm looking forward to see where it goes yep um yeah, see how he hits it big and becomes who he is. That'll be interesting. It's a good character. Good series. I am curious as to whether or not they're going to make more mm. seasons based on other characters and how far can they take I don't think they can really do too much more with other characters. I mean, I'm guessing that it will, in Gus's story, will come into Better Call Saul at some point, I, will, I would assume. Um so there's not really much they could do outside of that unless they did. The only other spin-off I could think that they could possibly do is obviously something with Jesse after that, Breaking Bad. That's what Bad. we thought they were going to do yeah. at some point. Which is which is potential. I, yeah, I won't say anything else for risk of spoiling things for people. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only other way I can see it going. That they, If they do a spin-off for Jesse, being the younger character, what he becomes like after all the stuff in Breaking Bad and what he goes on to do, maybe. It was quite funny that they were supposed to have killed him off. Yeah, yeah. First, Was it like even the first episode or first season they were supposed to kill him off? Was it really? That. Yeah, they were going right. to kill him off pretty quick, but uh, it turns out that he was a fan-favourite character. So they kept him. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So... I didn't really like him much to begin with. But then I think that was what worked well with the dynamic of Breaking Bad is that you started off kind of sympathising with Walt yeah. and thinking Jesse was a little bit of a punk-ass bitch. And then as you went through the, se- the it seasons... It swapped round. It swapped round, that yeah. It was actually Walt that was a bit of a... Walt and was Jesse was the... just a bit misunderstood, like, yeah. 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 No, I'm also interested to see if Better Call Saul will perhaps start off as Saul Goodman becoming how he is and then part way through season jump to Saul Goodman after Breaking Bad so it might encompass stuff that happens after Breaking Bad yeah maybe I can see it happening I mean, they, well, I guess they kind of already did cover part of that at the start of, of the yeah, season. Yeah, but I mean, but like, I I'm, I can see it carrying on from there and seeing then maybe uh, what what happens next. Next, yeah, and run run up with things so that you might then see stuff that happens next with other characters in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I I personally think that there will be a little thing revealed in 
at the end of Better Call Saul that will make things real interesting, but I ain't going to say what it is because it'll spoil shit for everyone who hasn't seen Breaking Bad. So, But yeah, I think there's going to be a few revelations in Better Call Saul that are going to surprise people. Um, knowing how Vince Gilligan is or, as a writer, there's definitely going to be at least one or two things that are going to crop up that are going to throw people a curveball about Breaking Bad. I'm certain of that much. Mm-hmm. It's not being interesting to see. Have they said if they've actually uh, filmed the full season? or, or I don't know. Like if they've written... How much more they've written? No, I have no idea. I don't oh, okay. know. That's fair. Yeah, I haven't looked into that. I'll probably have to be something else we'll cover. Uh, yeah. We'll do like a series roundup. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it. But yeah, no, loving it so far. Looking forward to see what they do of it. Definitely give it a watch, especially if you enjoy Breaking Bad. For sure, definitely worth it. Cool. Right, it's me again next, isn't it? Yeah. Like I say, we could just, we could just leave. <laughs> okay, right. The next thing I was going to talk about is something a little bit different for the podcast, actually. It's not something we talk about. And the only reason I'm talking about it is because I've never really been much of a collector of anything. I mean, do you guys collect anything that you ever really sort of... When I was younger, I did. Yeah, what did you collect? Key rings. Interesting. No specific kind of key rings or just... No, ran- just key rings. Random? Just key rings. Luke? I still kind of collect random I stuff. I think you have at least, like... Or you've got like something that you love. You've got something like the Army of Two stuff on the yeah, wall for sure. that you can't see on the podcast. Yeah, um, which show that, that that that's a game you really like, so that you've got a few things about it. You're not necessarily even collecting something that you say would be collecting loads of, but just something that you really liked enough that you would get a few pieces. Anything of Anything that I could for. find, Army of Two wise, I normally buy. As yeah. you say, um, there are a couple of other games that love me. I've just gone and drawn a massive blank. Now all I'm thinking about is uh, Army of Two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, other popular ones being Mega Man and Street Fighter and stuff like that that people have gotten into and collect stuff of. Actually, um, actually a random one. I don't know if it's really a collection, but I buy nearly every capture card that comes out on the market for PC. I don't know why. Just every time a new one comes out, I have to play with it and see how it works. Interesting. It's just... What I do, I, I would do you rather... Do have presentation cases forms or have them lined up on the wall somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I, I might have to one day because I've got an absolute stack. Like, every major capture card that's come out in the last... You'll be the person to go to for capture cards, though. For You'll sure. have the collection. Well, what I do is, the weird thing is, I would rather kind of play with them and see how they work than actually make something with them. <laughs> but it's weird. Like, I've, I can record hours and hours and hours of gameplay footage and do nothing with it. And then just kind of start again and say, hey, I wonder how this works. I wonder what that looks like. Yeah. You know, how does that feature work? And then sit there and pester the developers of the product to <laughs> fix a problem I found with it. But okay, well, yeah, it may not be a surprise to anyone who watches the podcast that the thing I've decided I'm going to claim merchandise on is JoJo because I absolutely love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. What's this JoJo you're no one would about? ever have guessed that I was really into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So I was looking up stuff for it because I was like, in fact, I was inspired by you to look up stuff for it because of your Army of Two stuff. And I was like, oh, the, the, the things Luke has relating to Army of Two are really quite cool. I'd like to get some JoJo stuff. That'd be pretty neat. So I sort of went on our old Amazon and sort of thought, well, I'll have a look at what goes out. And one of the things I found were, uh, like, statues, JoJo statues. These are called action statue figures. So they're Ooh. basically toys, let's be honest. Um, Dolls. So, wait, so they're not quite an action figure. They're but not they're actually, not. no, because if oh, you... Oh, I get what you're talking about. They're, like, um, they're posable... Um, what's it called? Um, you literally put them on a stand and yeah. you can actually change you couldn't, the pose. Like, you give these to a kid to play with because I don't think that they'd last very long. They're, they're pretty much made to be posed. And then and, put on there. Yeah. I mean, they're not too dissimilar from what artists used to... In fact, somebody said to me I should use it as art, as an art sculpture because you can pose yeah. it so well that you can get poses down to draw. So, yeah, it's not too dissimilar to one of those like um, 
marionette things that you would have for yeah. drawing art. But um, yeah, they're, they're, they're from a Japanese toy line called Medicos. Um, they're quite new, it seems. I checked up their library of stuff, and jo- the JoJo thing seems to be their first big series. They've done a couple of other random figures, but never any big series lines until JoJo, it seems. Um, so this this seems to be their first run of figures. I ordered one. I had to import it, obviously, from Japan. I ordered two, actually, because I wanted to get... I started with some cheaper ones, because uh, Jotaro was only £30, and he's one of my favourite characters. Mm-hmm. So I'll get him. Star Platinum's only £30. I'll get both of them, because they'll look awesome together on like a, a stand thing. Um, so yeah, I picked up the two of them. When it came through, I mean, I have had other statues and models and figures and things before. Not many. I've, I've got like a Castlevania one of uh, Alucard. Yeah. I've got one from Nick's favourite film, Labyrinth. I've got David <laughs> Bowie from Labyrinth. Um, what else have I got? I've got a couple of others. I've got one from Evil Dead, a couple of other random things. Um, but these, I were like, they're expensive, but I wouldn't mind getting a few. I mean, they range from between... 30 to 60 pounds mm. depending on the the model see if they if they're how i think they are then that price is quite well they're worth it mate when i got it through it was smaller than i expected it to be i tried to explain to gina the difference in size and it was somewhere between the gi joe and the old thundercats figures um, they're kind of like say about them that so they big so maybe like, yeah, is that, is that the, um, international stand method Nabig, measurements yeah. for um, I'd say figurine the, sizes I'd say they're like 20 centimetres something like that around that area um, so not too small they're not too not small no they're, they're reasonably either. sized they're so detailed. I mean, I've never seen models that are this detailed that you can purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, the posability obviously means that there's, they're lacking in detail on some of the joints and stuff. The ones with clothes is a bit easier, but or more clothes. Star Platinum, obviously, doesn't really wear much. He's just a big dude dressed like an Aztec warrior. So where his joints are, you can kind of, the joints are kind of visible depending on how you pose him. Yeah. But the posability is absolutely fantastic. They've got interchangeable hands and head. Like he's got two different heads you can put on with different um, expressions. The expressions are also really well done. Um, the hands with different poses. Um, they are really nice figures. And the stands that they come with have a little bit on the back that you can plug into the back of the figure and pose. So mm-hmm. you can pose them at different angles. Yeah. And with these, it's brilliant because it means that when Joe... I haven't got Joe Tro yet. He's still wanting to come through thanks to customs. I would have got him sooner were it not for customs. But yeah, Star Platinum came through first. Um, that the, was really unlucky. They it was, yeah. One. But the cool thing about it is you can stick Star Platinum behind... Jotaro, mm-hmm. you can have Jotaro stood in a pose and Star Platinum levitating behind him in the same pose because these stands will allow you to put them higher than the actual base of the stand. Yeah. So yeah, they they're really neat figures. Um, anybody that's into collecting, I mean, I've got a couple of friends. One of my mates is a um, he makes really cool models. What he does is he buys existing models and makes his own. He'll blend them together. He so made a model of Marty McFly recently, and it's really cool. He put he, he's got a Facebook that he puts them all on. I'll have to find it and ask him if he's okay with me mentioning it on the podcast. Sure, but um, yeah, he makes very very cool models out of existing models. Um, yeah, so he's kind of somebody that's into figures, and he had a look at these and said they're really cool. I I don't even watch the show, but I wouldn't mind picking one or two of them up just to have a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, somebody that doesn't has never really been into collecting things like this. 
I'm tempted to buy more of them just because they're. I have to admit, so I've been like that with some nice. um, some anime figures that I've seen. Like, they actually look like they've been pulled out of the anime or the oh, manga. Oh, yeah, Figma are quite then... good for that. There's some Figma models that are. I looked at the Attack on Titan ones. Actually, are really nice. The one with these that got me is there are other JoJo figures out there, but the faces aren't particularly great. But these look they match Arakai's drawing style specifically mm-hmm. they look like the characters are supposed to look like 100 yeah. percent, which isn't something that you normally get from figures a lot of the time faces you, you can when, be the normally disappointing when you part. Uh, normally when you're talking about that kind of stuff you're 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 talking quite a bit of money uh, a lot of the ones that i've seen are you know going upwards 100 pounds yeah uh, well yeah if they're more, obviously a lot more expensive if they're more detailed mm. these things are detailed amazingly they do statues as well so actual statues yeah, are like, non-posable yeah. and they're fantastic i saw a video of one for stroheim the other day and the detail on that thing is insane like really really nice looking um yeah i'm definitely going to pick up some more hopefully Medicos will sort of go out and do more things, maybe not just JoJo stuff. If they move out into other areas, then I can see this being a company that produces some amazing-looking models. And as somebody that's never really been too into collector models before, um, I might have to pick a few more of these up. That yeah, sounds a- good. Along with other various JoJo merchandise. Did you see the boxer shorts? Oh, no, I haven't JoJo seen boxer shorts. They were one of the first things that came up on the Amazon search. And they have Caesar and Joseph posing in them ridiculously. And I was just oh, like, God. I may have to purchase those. They would be awesome to have. <laughs> That's how you show you're a super fan. Well, those are people wear Superman and Batman boxer shorts. Why can't I have JoJo boxer shorts? Damn it. I have you seen the JoJo bed set? No. You've got Dio's head on one side of the pier. And Jojo on the other. That is insane. And you've got full six-foot-long quilt cover. Oh, God, now I'm just imagining. And you can... Sw- yeah, and it's Dio's body on one side, Jojo's on the other. I'm just imagining some deranged attacker with a Dio love pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. a double quilt set as well, where you can have the heads on the pillows, and there's Dio doing his pose against Jojo. Oh, man, what... Oh, it's Jotaro, not Jonathan then. Oh, it's the, the, the Stardust Crusaders one. Oh, that's wicked. These these figures span the whole series as well, I will mention. You've got... Uh, the only ones I haven't done ones for are Phantom Blood, the first one. You can get... Um, it's a bit of a bummer, really. Yeah, hopefully they'll do those, because I would love to have the original Dio. I prefer him to yeah. the Stardust Crusaders Dio. And, yeah, having a figure of Jonathan and Speedwagon, who's yeah, like one exactly. of my favourite characters. Like, was like, like, they haven't done fucking Speedwagon. They haven't done Stroheim, either. You can get a statue of Stroheim, but there's no poseable figure of him. Um, can, we only... get a, can, we get a, can we get a statue of Speedwagon? I don't think you can, actually, yet. I'm, I'm hoping off. they will do. Because Speedwagon is my favourite character For of sure. all the characters. Um, there's some really awesome ones of Dio, actually. The Shadow Dio, you know, the one of him where you can only ever see him from behind. Yeah. There's a cool statue of that. Um, yeah, they've so far, they've done all the Stardust Crusaders. So you've got Polnareff, Kakuin, Avdol, Joseph, Jotaro, and all their stands. And then Dio. But then they didn't do any of the enemies. So you haven't got, like, Steely Dan or... Um, any of the other enemy stand users. That's interesting, really. Yes, I, I guess considering they were covering the whole series. Like with two, you, like I say, you can't get Stroheim. You can just get Caesar, Joseph, the three pillar men. Is it that they haven't made them? They're not I going suppose. to make they, them? Or... I guess they might make them. I mean, it's possible. Um, being that it's a Japanese company... Are these I, currently in production? Or? Yeah, they're currently in production. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're a new, newish sort of company. But as they're Japanese, I can't really read up on any info about them, which is a bit of a shame. I can only go by 
buying them through Amazon through outside sellers yeah. that import from Japan. So I just have to, and obviously the all the box art and stuff, everything written on the boxes is in Japanese. So mm-hmm. I don't really have a clue about a lot of it. Um, but yeah, they've done characters from part two, characters from part three. You can get a few characters from part four, all the way up to Joe Jolian. The only ones I haven't done them for, obviously, is Phantom Blood, as I mentioned, and Steel Ball Run they haven't done any for, which I guess is because Steel Ball Run, which is part seven, relies heavily on, like, um, it's a race around America, and so all the characters have horses, so they'd have to release the horses and stuff. One of the characters... Without spoiling it, there's a character that's paraplegic, so he needs his horse. He can't function without his horse. So, um, yeah, he you you kind of need to release that guy with the horse. So maybe that's why they didn't do Stillball Run. I'm not sure whether that that could be the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what's there so far? I'm quite taken with. They're awesome. They even do the ones I got because the Jota and Star Platinum I got are Arakai specific colours. So they're the original colours from the manga. Isn't that so, where, like, uh, Jotaro is wearing a pink? Jotaro's got, like, a pinky purple vest on. Um, and his uh, normal outfit, his school gear, is blue rather than black. Whereas in, like, the anime that has recently come out, it's black. But Star Platinum, in the original mangas, it's is... green. No, he's purple, originally. Purple. But Arakai's favourite colours are green and white. So later on, he changed him in other versions to be green and white. So in a lot of... In most things you find Stardust Crusaders related, Star Platinum will be green and white. But in the original stuff, he's all purple. So I got the original version just because I wanted it to go with the original version of Jotaro. So yeah, each... A lot of the different figures have variants, which is quite cool. Sometimes the variants are a bit cheaper as well, so that you can get um, uh, this variant of Dio um, and his stand and a fair few of the others. So, yeah, it's not too bad to know that there's all different variations of them, so you can go with whatever one you kind of like, really. I'm still bummed out there's no Speedwagon. Yeah, no, I'd like to have Speedwagon, especially if he gets like interchangeable hats. That would be hardcore. I suppose he would, actually, because the Joseph figure has multiple heads and one of them has a hat and one of them doesn't. So mm. you could have one with Speedwagon's old blade hat and then one with uh, Zapelli's hat, which he later takes on, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. I do like Speedwagon. Speedwagon <laughs> is my favourite character. And, and Stroheim, which is a bit of a... He's a bit of an awkward character, isn't he? Old Stroheim. Stroheim makes me laugh so bad. When you first see In him, all like, the wrong ways, man. Stroheim is such a wrong character. When you, when you see him to start with, you're like, you're just such a dick. And then just over time, you're like, this guy's insane, but in a funny way. And he's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, for Absolutely sure. brilliant. That, that, that whole part in part two, where the Nazis saved the day, and you're just like... What yeah, am I isn't watching? before the war? What am I watching? That was during the war, isn't it? Because I he, thought that was... Um, Oh, no, it is. It's just before the war, isn't it? Because yeah. he goes to Stalingrad, doesn't he, in the end? And then, like, uh, yeah, the, they all turn up, don't they, to fight the vampires. Yeah, because they, they say <laughs> that... Um, like, what? Because they, they say towards the end that it's difficult. They can't contact certain people because they're now at war with Germany. Yes, so. yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was beforehand. Which was kind of neat. Yeah. Crazy, I but cool. fucking neat. I like it. I, the thing I like about JoJo is that um, it's kind of... Uh, how could I put it? There's lots of different ethnicities and stuff in JoJo, isn't there? Like, you've got characters that represent various countries and places and cultures. Um, so, yeah, Strohan being Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you've got, like, Avdol being Egyptian. Egyptian, Polnareff um, being, Polnareff being yeah, French. Yeah. yeah, and then there's all these different Caesar characters. Caesar Pelli being Italian. Yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah, there's there's sort of like there's positive and negative characters from both from all different countries, which is cool because there's no real stereotyping yeah. going on. Yeah, but then so is Jonathan, and Jonathan's ultimate good guy, isn't he? Yep. He's like a super, super Softy. good guy. The soft, hard fool. Bless him. Speedwagon's English, too, isn't he? Zapelli is Italian. What I love about Speedwagon, and this like has gone completely off on this one, what I love about Speedwagon is the fact that he got everything Dio wanted. Oh, yeah. that's that's always They always played it off on Speedwagon, that Speedwagon was raised in the same way as Dio. He was born in poverty, became the leader of a gang, is really kind of violent when they start off, um, but then eventually is softened by Joe Jonathan being such a gentleman, as he put it, and joins Jonathan because he's inspired by him mm-hmm. and becomes a better man because of it and, and doesn't... Dio lets a lot of his limitations run his life, whereas Speedwagon seeks to overcome them, which is what makes him a better character, mm-hmm. I suppose. Or Dio at least... You, I don't think a lot of it does come down to Dio's limitations, actually. A lot of it is just because he's an evil bastard. Because doesn't yeah. Speedwagon explicitly state that in one of the episodes? Yeah, he can tell. That- just says to him that you're just downright evil and no- nothing about your background is why you're the way you are. You're just scum through and through. Yeah. The other thing I like about the series, and I know this has gone off into a bit of a JoJo yeah. uh, kind of uh, tangent here, but one of my favourite things, and one of the things I actually hate about the series as well, so it's one of the things I love the most and okay. one of the things I dislike about it, is that it's a season that follows a timeline, or it's a series that follows I a timeline. I really like that about it, um, see? I love it about it. In fact, that's what I was explaining you know, you, to a friend of mine, that's the reason I prefer it to a lot of Western comic books, where you've got characters like Batman, who I like, don't get me wrong, I'm really into Batman, that just goes on and on and on and on and on and on You've been reading Batman for however many years Batman's been, I think I can't remember when Batman came out, but you have to imagine how many issues there have been, and if you were to say, well, if that was one every day... Batman yeah. would be, you know, Batman would be rocking it, around it, with a zipper frame right now. Yeah. You know? To be fair, they get around that by rebooting every so often, don't they? It's all starting yeah. afresh. That's but how that's, they get around it. That's still not this is see the difference there with JoJo is he doesn't reboot in that way. There is a reboot to JoJo from part seven onwards. is set in a different universe, mm-hmm. and there are still Joe Stars and Zapellis and such, but they're all completely different characters mm-hmm. to the Joe jo Stars and Zapellis from. Mm-hmm. The, just the names, the, the surnames are the same. Other yeah. than that, the characters are totally different characters, which is what I like about it. I think that we get a bit stuck on the same characters with some I mean, I can things. Mem- I can it's not always a bad thing. But there was a, I can't remember the comic books, um, the comic or the comic strips name now, but there was actually a comic which was drawn years and decades ago where um you know there's a there's, there's a family and then over, as time goes by the characters age in That's real time cool. and they will die and then you'll follow the children and then they will have children and then and that that's that you know, that is basically what happens in technically you own avatar as well you've got um avatar the last airbender and then you've got legend of Korra, which follows oh, yeah, on when of course you have yeah um yeah, uh, so, well, cool. so I guess that's happened a little bit more than I thought, but that's one of the things I liked about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. You get to watch, um, you know, uh, Jonathan Joe star, then, you know, he has kids. Um, Speedwagon's older in um, yeah. part two, then jo- jo- Joseph is older in part three. Yeah. yeah, but that's the other thing that really irks me, that the characters that I really like die and yeah. there's no way for them to continue because obviously it follows a timeline. So Yeah, I suppose the only way they could do that is a la Better Call Saul do offshoots with, with characters and stuff although mm-hmm. I can't see Arakai really being bothered to do that but that, that wouldn't really it, I, I don't really think it would work as well no so. see because there was 
All-Star Battle gutted me a bit in that Speedwagon's not a playable character in that. Hmm. He's the announcer, which makes a bit more sense, I suppose, considering his character in uh, in the first season. Which is a bit weird, really, considering he starts off as his hard dude. It's pretty... Yeah, but let's be fair, towards the end, Speedwagon's a fucking badass oh, with yeah. a sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, zombie slaying with a sledgehammer. <laughs> as far as normal dudes go, he's considered pretty tough, but I suppose it's of that Dragon Ball Z thing where Yamcha, in the first Dragon Ball, was a, a hard-ass, and then by the Z, he's like the weakest character yeah, going. Sure. Yeah, there's sort of no strength in him at all. Bless. But yeah, no, uh, getting back to what we were initially discussing, those figures are very cool. Anybody that likes models should, would do well to check them out. And definitely anybody who's into JoJo needs to have a look at them because they are fantastic. Even if you were just going to pick up one because you had a specific character you liked, they're worth looking into. Very much worth a it. A lot of people take um, photos of those figures. Yeah. Um, I've actually joined a group on Google Plus of uh, anime figure photography. Okay. And you actually see all the different styles of these little figures. That's why I said, like, how you said that they were really poseable and stuff. I was like, hang on a minute, that sounds really familiar. And you literally see hundreds of thousands of them. People are actually making custom characters yeah. to have made into these figures to uh, do whatever with. Yeah. And it's really cool. Yeah, no, that's neat. Like I said, my friend makes custom figures and stuff. And yeah, there seems to be people that do that will take other figures and, uh, and re like, purpose them into other characters and stuff, which is kind of neat, I think. Um, yeah, it's just nice to have something that looks that cool standing on your shelf. Like, sure. I mean, it, you could have some merchandise from certain things that looks a bit gaudy standing on your shelf, whereas if you had these standing on your shelf, they would not look out of place anywhere, I wouldn't think, because although mm. they're figures, they don't look like action figures. They look like professionally sculpted Mm-hmm. works of art in and some ways. And they're not ways. too big, but they're not too small no, kind of thing. No, no, not at all, yeah. Like some folks who go out and they're like, oh, look, I've got the Skyrim dragon and this, this fucking awful, massive... Yeah, yeah it's, so, it's too big to really be... Yeah, I mean, even the statues that are made from this series aren't particularly big. They're only slightly bigger than the models, the, the models that I've got. So, yeah, they're still... Um, even though they're, yeah, they're statues, they're not over the top there. And they're, like I say, they're, the way they're sculpted... And painted is amazing. Oh my god! Right, yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting there. Bud has just been handed a phone with that is <sighs> right. Basically, remember what I said about otaku's and their love pillows. Mm-hmm. Really, podcast, you can get Joseph and Caesar as love pillows. Wow, I think I might have to lose the humanitas again and say that is so gay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should own a Dio one. <laughs> so much as bad as I actually saw a Super Sonico jacket. Which right. Is something I'll also say is it's pretty out there. Um, <laughs> holy crap. It was um, Super Sonico legs spread on the back of a white jacket. Um, just like a regular coat. Right. And then there's this like middle aged Japanese man walking around. What's uh, Super Sonico? Super Sonico is. Um, she is basically a mascot for a festival. Oh, okay. She got her own anime, video game, comic book. Um, sort of along the lines of Hatsune Miku, then. Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, where it's a lot where um, there's a, a Japanese culture icon that got given a, a an anime character as well. And Sonico I love is, Japan. That's a mad. Yeah, Sonico is in that same kind of vein. Oh, um, this is the character, is it? Oh, okay. uh, oh I think he just handed you yes, a, a yes. picture. Yeah, uh, Sonico is basically... Oh, cool. Yeah, um, 
which is pretty neat. So it's like yeah. a character that's come out of nowhere to be given a story, and you know when ma- when mascots can get their own series. I can see what kind of character this is now. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that kind of stuff. Yeah, that character was on the back. Of the jacket, <laughs> yeah, so you a- saw some old dude wearing a shirt with this on. Yeah, for that's sure. That's awesome. I'd high five that guy you if can I actually- saw him. <laughs> You can actually get um, there's bottles of water and bottles of drink with Sonico on them in uh, Japanese vending machines and stuff yeah. as well. So you you tend to find like these little kind of uh, icons just and ultimate characters. advertising, really, yeah, just then, like yeah. splattered everywhere. So, so yeah, it's kind idols of neat. and icons and stuff are a big thing over there, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But then again, I suppose it might be different here. You probably get pictures of Britney Spears on stuff to sell it, wouldn't you? Well, maybe not Britney Spears. I'm so I'm so not down with the kids though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Whoever's Dude, popular now, I don't know who's the next Britney Spears. Uh, oh, that woman that Kanye always goes on about. She's got to be the one. Is Gaga. Gaga the one at the moment? Is she? So not the Beyonce fuck? then. That's the one. So what the fuck's Beyonce? Kanye? I thought it was Kim. Whatever. Oh, he's with, he's with Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, isn't he? But he kept saying oh, Beyonce yeah. deserved I'm that award. I'm still pronouncing her surname Kardashian as in the Star Trek creatures. <laughs> I'm just going to say I have no idea who the hell you two are talking about. Just but people I, that are popular, I, apparently. All honestly, I've, I've heard of her name, but I've, uh, if, I, if you show me a phone, I wouldn't know who she was. I only was. know about Kanye, because everybody apparently hates him because of what he did at an award ceremony, but I thought it was hilarious. What the, who? <laughs> he, he got up and said something when someone was accepting an award, apparently, and said that somebody else deserved it and got really hated on because of it, like saying it was rude and stuff. But then apparently, I don't know, somebody else said to me he... Uh, tried to give away one of his awards because he didn't feel he deserved it. So I guess all's relative. I have no idea who the hell. Random. <laughs> See, we I have a, at work, we play a game and it's called Can Nick Recognise Anybody in This Magazine? Oh, that's... <laughs> and basically, one of the girls buys one of these like hello. silly magazines that's got a single word title like hello or, or new okay. or look or... Okay. <laughs> or... Or have some other verb, you know, like Tats. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's not basically really a verb, magazines, really. and they're all full yes, of like a cool band. They're all full of they're all full of celebrity gossip that nobody cares about. And sadly, yeah. people do care about it. That's why humanity is a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically, we start working. They show them to a random page, and there's all these pictures, and they say, "Okay, who do you know?" Most of the time, I don't recognize anybody in the magazine. Most of the time, I know of them because Frankie Boer makes an inappropriate joke about them that I will then find funny. So that's bless you, Frankie. Uh, good old Frankie. Seriously, faith in humanity will be restored when I am given a humanitas. That said, chances are Frankie Boyle will probably win one before me. <laughs> so. Sure. There you go. Why shouldn't he win one? He brings laughter into the world. (laughs) That's a good thing. Trouble is, (laughs) the the stuff that he makes people laugh with is the stuff that's less like that's least likely to get the award. Uh, Anybody that's offended by humour is uh, pretty much. It's it's nice to have a comedian who actually will just go out there, push the boundary. Well, I don't, much, I don't think he's much pushing. He all jumps over the boundary yeah. and runs away. <laughs> I think that wasn't Dara Brin said something like that. There's a line in the sand, and you can't even see the line. You're that far away from it. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Flashback. Flashback. Okay, so this essay is... time. 
Yeah, this it, is kind it, it's of... It's us again. Yeah, we, we've kind of hijacked the podcast. Poor Nick. Nick. Seriously, man, you didn't have to be I've here. got weird news coming up, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, that's cool. Well, you could have been in the pub for the last, like, six years. And I no thought one... about it. <laughs> it's like Nick sat there with a, a six-pack, just, like, drinking himself <laughs> stupid by the end of the podcast. I, I mean, a well, couple of he's, points... He's got a six-pack while he's been to the gym by the time we've done the podcast. It's like, yeah, it's been a few years. He's been to the gym and built myself himself. up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys finished yet? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just do 20 more reps. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's like sitting there on the floor doing put, like he's doing sit-ups and push-ups. and uh. Do it for charity next year. He secretly wants to be a JoJo character. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're going to have to like, I don't know. We're going to have to Oh, go God, he'd be awesome, wouldn't it? He'd do him doing his pose with a fucking ram behind him. It's <laughs> like amazing. We'll That's his stand. A giant is this where sheep. we go up to Arakai, like go completely fangirl on it? Yeah, I know. I just said fangirl. And uh, <laughs> it's just because of a video we've seen with Arakai and a fangirl. See, what, what you see, what? The thing is, I would have a ram as my, my stand. But you want to see what you want to know what the pose is going to be. Yes, stand. No, people stand. can guess what like your a sonic pose screwdriver isn't be. as bad as a stand, Nick. No. <laughs> We've all got our superpowers in odd ways, you know. Offending people, being Nick. That's a superpower. Offending people, part two. Side. I'm a superhero. I didn't even realise. Yeah. Marvel, get, give me a call. We'll get well, sorted. Well, let's be fair. We have come to the conclusion that common sense is so rare it is technically a superpower these days. So, well, so, well that's we us have out, man. common sense, man. <laughs> <laughs> total bastard, the hero. Anyways, flashback. I just want to kind of. Is that the next Total War game? That would be kind of funny, really, wouldn't it? Total Bastard, the video game. It's a strategy yeah. game. Yeah. Reckon everyone else's hopes and dreams. Total Bastard, considering Total War is based around generally dicta- dictators and such, many of them were legitimate bastards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Destroying people's hopes and dreams. Not by- born out of wedlock. Is this going like to be like the remake? Are we going to have some kind of uh, bastard hunchback son that you're going to have someone push your wife over <laughs> the balcony? Crusader Kings. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so I was editing the previous episode that hasn't gone live yet. Because it was a nightmare, uh, and by edit yes, I mean we we apologise for this episode. And uh, di- yeah, so basically the live feed went out last time, so people started complaining that it was only half an hour long. Which let's be fair, having to deal with us for less than an hour is fucking amazing. You should be thankful. Yeah, for sure. But no, complain. It's like okay, well, I'll make the thing is I put in the description. Sorry, guys, the stream cut out, and people still got upset about it. And so do you know what? I'm gonna have us do a 24 hour stream one day, and then you guys are gonna be crying well, yourselves into work, though, You can do eight hours on the hangouts. <sighs> then I'll have to do it on Twitch, and then upload it to hey, YouTube guys. later. But anyway, means, I can't wait to see you try and render that. That'll be a long time. Oh no, I won't edit it. At this point, you guys are going to have billion-pound microphones stuffed up your backsides. And that way we might have some mic presence. But in the previous episode, we were talking about our mellow, which no one actually got to hear. So um, So this is going to work well, then? Yeah, for sure. So just in case anyone wasn't aware, in the previous episode of the podcast, we were talking about a game called our mellow. And if you're listening to the audio version, you will be okay yeah. with this next section. If you're really dedicated to us, then you will know. If yeah. not, check if the link not, in the description. <laughs> I will be uploading. That's fine, um, I'll upload like a still image version like I used to on, onto YouTube, and there'll okay. be a link to the previous podcast. If not, I might just cut out that fucking segment well, just given, to put given it into that, the Given thing. that um, 
bars in the process of learning to draw. Perhaps you could like do animate the whole episode for us. <laughs> oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, how bad would that be? Animating three geezers sat in a living room chatting shit. There'd be like what two frames of animation there. <laughs> yeah, this works well enough. There you go. So. In the previous episode... I have to animate myself adjusting my mic stand every five fucking minutes. <laughs> Giving himself that's even a, That's a hard fucking job, that man. Like, oh, I can't be asked for that much animation. The amazing thing is, no matter which mic stand he has, he always has to adjust it, whereas the one that we don't want to have... going to have to do? We're going to have to give Bad this thing? Like, seriously, I have got a solid pole with a mic attached to the top of it. have to adjust it. Jojo's lied to me. His Stands are meant to benefit <laughs> you, not turn against <laughs> you. <laughs> Well, yours still, is. He would still have to adjust it. He'd be constantly adjusting the angle of it. Doesn't mean my stand would be called Linford. <laughs> Great. Not only would it be called Linford, he can but run it, really fast. Yeah. It beats the crap out of you every time you summon it. He doesn't even want the fucking thing. It just turns up and beats the crap out of it. Oh, amazing, Arco, get on that seriously. Oh, That'd be great. Anyway, right, yeah, Armello. Just to sum it up, it's a. Uh, it's an early access game, another early access, but this is an early access game that we really love. Like, yeah, it, for sure. It's fantastic. It's a, a tabletop game, or it's made by people who love tabletop games, and the developers wanted to make a online virtual tabletop game. So they took things that they love from other tabletop games to give them inspiration to make this game. It's, it's based around, um, say, a medieval fantasy realm mm-hmm. where everybody's animals kind of like red wall if you yeah should we say red wall crossed with game of thrones yeah, that seems red to be what everyone's comparing it to so. yeah um although i mean red wall itself is is pretty yeah. much medieval fantasy with with animals and the idea is it's set in a kingdom where the king who is as tra- as his tradition as disney has taught us a lion um and he is uh suffering from a curse called the rot and basically the rot comes about from people who are corrupted. So I'm guessing the, it, it doesn't really explicitly state it anywhere, but it might do in the audiobooks that we were looking at. Yeah. Because there's audiobooks of this coming there out, apparently. There are books, there are audio... No, the audiobooks are already out. Oh, right. Just we can't have them. They're just Kickstarter exclusive. Yeah. Oh, it seems to be. Right, way. yeah, this game was basically launched on Kickstarter. People pay, who paid on the Kickstarter got some extra stuff that others didn't. It caused a bit of a stir and some things, but mm-hmm. yeah, we won't even go into that because we went into it on the last podcast. But um, That's win the, the one, that you, then, the one, the one that you missed. I'm just summing up the basics for them. To get into that again would just take way too long. Yeah. But yeah, it's a uh, the Armello cast. Yeah, it's 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 Bad a tabletop game based hours, around this it? kind of thing. So yeah, the king is corrupt. Um, this corruption is being spread by these creatures called banes, which are like giant ravens. They're basically just an ancient evil kind of thing, an ancient evil that strikes the land. And anybody who is corrupt or does too many corrupt things starts or comes into contact with these ravens gets this, this rot. And the rot basically corrupts them all the more and makes them evil over time. That's that's the idea. And uh, we have four protagonists so far. There are more characters being entered that represent clans. You've got the rat clan, the bunny clan, the bear clan and the wolf clan and they're all based around different play styles so far the wolf being the fighter yeah, the, the rat being the thief the bear being the, the druid or the mage and the rabbit being the jack of all trades character the rabbit being um, the annoying bastard <laughs> cadbury's bunny <laughs> so yeah thing. what what these characters are all trying to do is they're all trying to vie for the crown because the king is basically dying of the rot and so you can go about this two or three different ways. You can manipulate the corrupt king by using prestige um, 
and that's something that you unlock through doing certain missions and things in the game. You can uh, cure him by gaining spirit stones, in which case he's banished, but lives, and then you take the crown. You can kill him in a straight fight, so king slay him and then take the, uh, take the crown yourself. Or you can gain more corruption than him and then kill him. So it's like a battle of two evils kind of thing. Yep. So that's that's just a basic gist of how it works. We really enjoyed it. Um, and we wanted to talk about it because the last week or so, um, me, Skaz, and Skaz's friend, Divine, well, now my friend too, is someone that we've been playing uh, playing this game with and, and we've played a couple of other games with, mm-hmm. Um have really been enjoying it. We started playing it together and we've started to learn all the basics of it. We've picked specific characters that we've stuck to thus far. Luke yep. plays the warrior. I play the little backstabby rogue and Divine plays the mage. We've not bothered with the jack of all trades so much. And bollocks to the rabbit. And we've basically been learning the different play styles and adapting to them and seeing, seeing that certain characters suit our tastes. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic game, isn't it? We've yeah, really been sure. enjoying it so far. I mean, I went into on the last podcast why I really liked it, but since you've found that you've really been enjoying it as well, haven't I you? I really like the online multiplayer, uh, but I have to admit I'm not a fan of single player. I think player. the thing to remember with this game is a board game's always kind of shit when you play them on your own. Well, <laughs> I think in the case of single player, um, there are a couple of there yes. are a couple of issues I have with single player. Armello takes a long time to play. Uh, yeah, usually it can take between, between forty to minutes to an hour, can't it? Yeah, really, uh, depending on how you play. But our average game has been about an hour long. Um, now, unless you've got someone to scream at or, or kind of you know bounce off, that's yeah. too long because you can't skip. What I, had, I I said was the real positive of the single player is it's good for strategizing. You want to learn how to play a character, you go into the single player, you dick around a bit with the AI. Mm. And you can really test the, the characters out, see who you like, see who matches your play style, and then learn the intricacies of that character so that yeah. you can get your game down. Well, it's not for like that, you have much of an option there because the AI is as thick as yeah. two short planks. For that, the single player is useful. But, um, yeah, as with any kind of game like this, you're obviously going to get more benefits from it as a multiplayer. It is a multiplayer game. You would not pick this game up to play on, on your own. Yep. And, and I would say don't pick it up to play in public games either. Only get it... If you've got friends that are also willing to invest in it, that's the best way to play this game. Yep. Um, obviously, with most multiplayer games, that's the best way to play. But I play Payday 2, for example, in public games and get along fine. But a tabletop game is a more... I don't know, it's more an experience you share with your friends, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So this game, like a tabletop game, benefits from having people that you know that you play with. And yeah. that's what how it works best, we found. Um, but well, yeah. the last thing you want to do is invest a shite ton of time in playing the playing the match, only to find that you've got that little dickhead squeaker, you know, in the game that's just going to ruin the match right at the yeah, end. Yeah, or somebody that a fan that people can quit out and rob you a victory, which is a bit. Mm-hmm. It's once ra- they quit, it's once one person leaves, the entire game. is I over. find it weird that the game has ranked matches because as a I tabletop don't game, like that. no, as a tabletop game, tabletop games are generally based around two things: strategy and. RNG, you're going to get random luck from rolling dice and various things. Almost all tabletop games have a random element. Obviously, 
you can get to the point where you're really good at a game and you will win most times. Mm -hmm. But there are going to be those odd times where you get dicked over by the randomness of a certain role or something. At at this point, I would say it's too early on to really say that you can nail down a strategy. Yeah. Um, You can say, I want to do this, and then maybe pull it out your ass. I've nailed my character to the point where I've won more than I've lost. Mm -hmm. But then I suppose it's going to get to the point where. Again, there's good. The, well, the last game, for example, I did a Kingslayer victory and I only won by pure chance. It was only the dice rolls that saved me. Um, so, yeah, there was a random element there as to whether I would win or not. I could only strategize so far mm-hmm. with that kind of style of, of winning. Yeah, so certain victories seem to be more dictated by randomness, which is a shame because certain characters are geared more towards. towards those the wolf is very much geared towards killing the king. Yep. Whereas. The rat is very much geared towards gaining prestige and outdoing everybody by becoming the next king just through being, being the next elected guy because the king gets taken out. Yeah. Yeah. So from that perspective, ranked matches aren't such a good thing. Mm-hmm. What did you have written down for anyway uh, that you want so to get into? So basically, as part of the flashback, uh, in the previous episode, we said that the warrior was made out to be really OP. Oh, and he really isn't at um, all. And that the skill for the warrior, you mentioned that it was a double point bonus for burning cards. Y- yeah. Um, but it's actually he he it negates prevents... opponents' blocks. Yeah, uh, but you burn an attack card, you will gain an attack dice. Which that admittedly be is a very powerful ability. But if you're playing Mercurio, like I do, for example, the way to fight the wolf is through stealth. You ain't gonna go straight after him. You're an idiot if you do. Mm-hmm. The way that you would say well, with Mercurio, at least, you would be waiting to ambush him in a place where you're stealthed. It's all fine and well to say that it's a powerful skill, but that's only if you manage to draw cards with an attack crest. Yeah. Otherwise, burning the card isn't going to do anything for you. I mean, let's compare it to Mercurio, for example, because he's a character I play. Mercurio's skill means every time he steals a settlement from somebody, he gains a gold. Now, that might not seem like much, but most of Mercurio's skills play off of gold. So when he's gaining cards, which he Mm -hmm. can hold more of than any other character... His bonuses come from the fact that when he enters combat, he can define what his dice rolls will be more based on card choices because you can throw a card in and some of the cards, they will have an ability on that you can use or you can burn them in combat and if you burn them, they will have whatever the dice marker on it will be. So it could be a sword or a shield or something. So when it comes to Mercurio, if he's fighting the wolf, he's got a two with his cards. He's got two extra chances to have specific dice rolls because he has he has a big a, a, a hand of five whereas mm-hmm. um three yeah it's a hand of three for fane isn't it yes um so yeah in that case which is a pain in the ass that gives him a slight distinct advantage in that way mm-hmm. so yeah all the characters have advantages and disadvantages i think the reason the wolf gets called more op is because and i hate to be rude to people but because a lot of players are really dim and don't think about how to play their characters everybody just wants to play the wolf because he's easy because all you do is go for and fight but then again he's not easy if you're playing against somebody who knows their character yeah he's a forgiving character yeah he's forgiven but then he's only forgiven on the noob level at higher levels he's actually a really intricate character it just takes learning him it's kind of like the fighter in dragon's crown people say he's a noob character but well he is on a basic level Mm -hmm. but when you learn the intricacies of playing him a noob isn't going to know how to block time block or do specific things to 
to use him to defend other characters. Yeah. In which case, you're learning the intricacies of the character to make him more a high-level player. Mm-hmm. And the wolf is the same. It's no different to any other character in that regard. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, he's not OP at all. Because you'll tend to find, or at least I found, playing the wolf, and mostly playing the wolf up to this point, uh, that if there's nothing for the wolf to fight, you're not really going to get anywhere with prestige. No, you're more based around killing Banes, yeah. um, fighting other players. That's that's his main thing. But if the King's Guard get in the way, well, there's your Banes gone. And if the player, other players stay away from you, you could burn a ton of turns yeah. just trying to catch someone to in fight. One case, in which case, with the King's Guard, I would say a good strategy with him in that case would be gaining enough... Um, prestige early through fighting to better the other players so that the chance of gaining the ability to make the Kingsguard hostile comes up sooner. But then you'll end up losing prestige and possibly lose That's the game true, too. Yeah. What but then I again, that depends, found... that depends on if you're going for a, a rot victory or not because bearing in mind the, the wolf is geared towards Kingsland mm-hmm. so if you're going for that victory prestige will only matter for so long. I wouldn't necessarily recommend even trying to go for a rot victory with the wolf seeing as it has a piss poor health pool yeah it, you can attack things but if you get hit you're dead i would say that like, um, being that the wolf is geared to more to talking saying here's where the intricacies of playing him come in that i was saying when noobs will look at him and think oh he's really good for fighting actually when you're playing him well you're looking to balance prestige yeah because you'll because be balancing how what, much prestige you've got to make choices what i found was that if i i could fight Plenty of things on the map to start with, so I'll yeah. do my quests. That'll give me prestige. Uh, fight the occasional Bane and maybe a character if they cross my path to get just enough prestige to pull more battles out of the king. Yeah. So um, I can then pull out, say, uh, a card to pull in more Banes during the night, which is when the wolf has I the think, advantage. Well, from what Divine was saying before, we were talking about it playing the game that there's an update coming up and yep. the key, they're going to make it so that you can attack the King's Guard directly now. Mm-hmm. That might change things up a bit because hopefully it will mean that you can attack the King's Guard whenever. Because isn't that... Uh, well, you have to burn a card to do it. Uh, you can use uh, cards on... Uh, yeah, so you might not be able to attack them directly, but for a card maybe. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they'll make it so that you can attack them directly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, you can if someone tries to act, uh, enter the castle. Oh, yeah, you can do it that way. I suppose maybe that's what you need to do is try and enter the castle mm-hmm. and but make them hostile. But then again, I can't, hit, I can't hit the king's cards because I'll lose prestige. So I need to be able to keep... I need The way I find I have to play, I have to stay on the king's side long enough to be able to summon more banes at night. Right, um, okay. Because there's, always a, there's usually an option to summon more banes to the yeah. map. If I'm the leader in prestige, I get the option to summon the banes. If I can push right. more things onto the map for me to attack, then I can pull in even more prestige yeah. to get more of a lead and hopefully eventually more cards and things to burn and more money because uh, the wolf does tend to need a fair whack of money because if you haven't I got money... I learned something else the other day, by the way. I don't know if I told you. Apparently the Banes won't attack you if you've got rot. Oh, interesting. When you reach five corruption and you're purple, the Banes will leave you alone. That's interesting. So that's an interesting thing. Yeah, um, the only trouble I find with the wolf is um, you've got a reasonable pull for magic, three, so yep. I can actually use magic. But if you haven't got... Because you only have a three-card hand for the wolf. If you haven't got any money and you don't have any magic, you ain't getting rid of those cards yeah, unless there's magic, a plan nearby. What nearby. spirit level does he have? I haven't got a clue off the top of my How much mind. magic do you start each day with, three. do you remember? Yeah, it's only one better than me. Well, that means that you should be drawing magic cards because... There are only a number, a few cards that range into four and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lightning is the only card that costs five. Yeah. And then 
there's a tier of cards below that that costs four. I pull a mix of both so, yeah. because uh, over time you can actually stack the wolf's magic to a ridiculously high level. And then you can use that to pull out the, the bigger beefier yeah, cards. Yeah, well, that will be where his other strength lies then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the rat, you ain't got no chance for magic. You ain't going to be casting anything other than the lowest level spells to the point that I don't even bother with it. All mm-hmm. my victories have come from not using magic at all. I tend it's, to stack items first and then go for I magic. I do that. Go for the item. I, I, I sort of always halfway between items and trickery on my mm-hmm. first two turns and then always trickery after that. Yeah. Yeah. Once I've got myself nicely equipped. It's all good. And uh, let's see. And then the last thing we brought up in the last episode about Armello was uh, Nick mentioned the unlock for the bandit characters. Oh, yes. And that he said that uh, it would probably be best if it was a timed exclusive uh, to avoid legal issues with Kickstarter backers and give it around a time scale of a year before yeah. the characters would be released. Now, after listening to that, although that sounds like a fine idea... I don't really think that a community for most games would last that long. Well, it's um, interesting you say that, actually. I saw one of you to put six months, and I thought, well, I'd actually disagree with that, because most communities I've been part of have lasted between 18 months and two years. Well, look at Titanfall. That lasted barely six months. Yeah, some games are going to last longer than others. I mean, obviously, you can't really tell about but, games. Yeah, but so. if you've already gone and stabbed your player base by saying, yeah. by the way, you can't have these characters or these audiobooks aren't going to be available for a long time, or you know, they start stacking things against people who want this stuff, they're not going to sit around playing your game for a year. No. Um, so if it's a good enough game, they will. I guarantee you with the audiobooks, so someone will release them. They're going oh, to yeah, get leaked sure, but- by some player, aren't they? But that's not really the way you should be getting hold no. of them, is it? So the other way to do it also just be as a be a paid DLC. Yeah, for sure. But then again, I mean, I, like we discussed in the last podcast, I've got no problem with putting the cash down for the characters. Yeah. You've got no problem with putting the cash down it for the characters. It was the way it was done was a bit silly. Yeah. Um, it, it was just like when we just said about the time, the timed release of the characters being a year to try and avoid legal issues with Kickstarter backers. I probably I would say the, the the game would probably be dead. But other than the hardcore mm. uh, within the next year. What's all the English you think about, Because I don't know if there'll be any well, legal issues Well, you, you and Bard were both talking about that they've they've basically said that they can't... If they've... The way they've yeah. worded it in the Kickstarter, it sounds like they can't release these characters mm. unless you were part of the Kickstarter. There's potential, basically, for people to sue them because of the fact that, the, that it was an exclusive thing that was made then non-exclusive. Yeah. Meaning that a contract they've was gone broken against on some way. But what contract was signed? Well, I guess I, 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 if you I, kickstart something, I think there, there is a legal, there is some sort of legal junction you go through. Is there not when you? But showing the kickstart, I would imagine the legal junction part of it is the, just the, the money changing hands type setup. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know about kickstart to be honest. No, we looked enough into the kickstart no. to know whether stuff you promise in Kickstarter is any way legally you binding. You don't have much of a... <laughs> you're just kind of like a financial backer. And let's be fair, a lot of financial backers don't really have much push other exactly. than they've given the money and that's it. But what you're we basically, are dealing with Americans as well here. They can so, serve, they wouldn't get very, I just don't think they'd get very far. You've like we did have this discussion, I believe, last podcast as well about how retarded the PC gaming master race is when it comes to the how privileged yeah. they feel they are about certain things. Oh, it's not 1080p or it's not 4K. I don't fucking want that. Give me my money back. Oh my god, what do you mean it doesn't run on my fucking SLI Titans? Fucking, I want my money back. 
Fucking, what do you mean I ain't got this or that? I want my money back. What do you mean I have to play the <laughs> I think game? That's more vocal minority than anything, though, isn't yeah. it? But that's the problem. That's what people seem. People go keyboard warrior on little games like this. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. The, the amount of shit that was kicked up about the actual Kickstarter was a bit silly. It was just like. Which is kind of my point. Yeah. So if they were to say, "Oh yeah, well time, we'll release them in about a year," the community will be long dead by now I th- because of I th- assholes like that. I think that in the case of Kickstarter, in the case of it was one of those things where people might kick off about it and so forth, but realistically, you have no power over it at all. I think realistically, you have no see once you've given them your money. Well, no, you don't. I mean, again, at the end of the day, you've given them you've given them money for a product. Hey, you've you got want. the product. Once you've got the product, end of it. Realistically, stuff. Yeah, exactly. You're tough, really. There's not a lot you can do. If they yeah, they change their mind a week after. Say, actually, we're going to look, we're going what to release them to everybody. What they should have done, re- really, the the smarter alternative would have been to make those characters stretch goals. Because people would then have paid. Think, in they fact, people sh- might have paid more. Were they not stretched? No, goals? no, they were exclusive. So you paid so much money, you unlocked those characters. I thought it was after a certain amount of money was earned. Yeah. Then so what they, they should have the done? Goal, yeah, that's what I'm anyone saying. Anyone that earned to, anyone what? that put in money over a certain tier then got it if they hit the stretch goal. Yeah, that's goal. what they should have done. They should have just made them a stretch goal, not put it so that anyone that put in a certain tier. Just okay. the fact that them characters being a stretch goal people wanted them that would have been enough for people to pay that much for it wouldn't it because then if you wanted those characters you may then have looked at that and thought oh i really want to see those characters i'll put a little bit extra money in Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been really any different to making them exclusive if you think about it Mm -hmm. plus plus each way around if say the tier was i don't know 20 pounds or whatever was in dollars and the game is 15 I think I figured pounds. it out. It was, I said 32 and the last one was about 25. Right. right. And so how much is the game? Uh, 18. 18. There you go. £7 DSC. You've hit the tier then. You can have them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same difference. It'd be no Because otherwise you push people who weren't around the Kickstarters around. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's the problem yeah, with that's Kickstarters. What we were saying, we yeah. were saying that in the last, in the last thing. But I did actually find a, a link. I, I mean, a good example of a game that did it right was Shovel Knight, which gave you stretch goals. As I said, that Amelis had done and a lot of those stretch goals were released so when Shovel Knight came through nobody the only thing that was different that anyone got is a physical copy of the game rather than having to have a digital version that's the only thing that people who reached a certain Kickstarter level got so no Shovel Knight's out everybody has the same game and when the um, patch is released with all the extra kick, uh, stretch goal stuff everyone will get it mm-hmm. so everyone's happy you know that's the best way of doing it I think mm-hmm. Um, actually, I just want to throw one more thing out for all, um, Armello. I think it's one more thing, anyways, because um, we said how positive. Yeah, I mean, I, the, oh, game is, the, the game, game. is good. It's brilliant game. when you're when you're playing it with mates. Amazing um, game, good fun. I mean, aesthetically, it's amazing. That's why I love all the art design on it. One of the things I found from looking up the Kickstarter uh, was, and I, I believe Divine brought this up as well, that they're actually looking to release it on tablets. Wow. They're coming up with a tablet version because yeah, of stretch goals. That, yeah. So um, I'm actually tempted when they, when if they release it, and I'm assuming that's going to be after they get it out of the old uh, the uh, early access stage. Yeah. Um, I would love to buy it on a tablet as well, uh, so I can. Uh, assuming that we can actually play on the same uh, servers again, say like Meltdown, proper cross-platform. In play. a way, that's kind of cool because you could play it like an actual tabletop game in that sense. You could all be in the same room and playing it. You know, it's. Yep. Uh, yeah, Actually, I have are, to, you know, are they talking? About, have they got any plans? Like, do you like almost like play by email? So rather than you having to actually sit down, okay, I'm going to sit down now for an hour playing this game, you could say do it laughing. Okay, everybody takes their moves and it all goes together. And once everybody's moved, then it goes to the next stage. You can sort of like 
oh, I've got a couple of minutes, I'll just do my next move. Ten minutes later, I'll do my next move. Oh, no, it doesn't seem like they'd do anything like that at all. There's no hints that they'd do that. In fact, from what I can see, multiplayer, single player... I don't think the game would play very well like that, to be honest. It would uh, would take way too long for a start. Um, It is quite... The game is... It forces you in multiplayer to be quick, because I haven't noticed the timer. There's a time limit in multiplayer that I haven't seen in single player yet. No, it's not in single Um, player. I but don't. I, again, which is why, because the first time I played multiplayer, I was like, oh, that time is way too quick. But then when I went and strategized in single player, learned how to play my character, came back and started playing the game, that timer, I know my moves are made before that time is even counted yeah, down. Yeah, like, sure. Same, same. Yeah. Not that I have that many options, but... Um, yeah. Basically, I forgot where I was going to go with that, to be honest. You were talking about the tablet version. Yeah, no, well, I, just, I would like to get it on on the tablet I just think it'd be neat if they did yeah. give us true cross-platform play and I could sit there on my tablet ah that was it my gripe I do have another gripe with the game the camera's sometimes too tight yeah you when can't really zoom to, out too far can yeah, you yeah when you're trying to flick around the board to see where everyone is and what's going on you, uh, you can't really time, zoom the, yeah. well it's not even that you can't really zoom the camera out far enough no. to do it the, the, the board is quite big I also think characters should be highlighted when not in stealth yeah, probably that So be, that yeah. you can sort of see him a bit better. I mean, or the square there spam, on should have a little shimmer around it. You can always spam the tab button, but then I, again, I find that messy because if you were to live stream our mellow, yeah, um, if and you're trying to keep keep track of everyone else's moves, unless you can remember the shortcut keys to get you to certain characters, you're going to be yeah. You're gonna or be or around they the should have the at the top a little thing on the top of the screen which has each character's character portrait. So you can click on it yeah. and it takes you straight to them. Yeah, for sure. Pretty that would be Yeah, that would be pretty handy. Or at least give us give us the option to zoom out a little bit more and not fog everything up. Yeah. I know that you want everyone to get in close so you can see the character models and that. They do look quite nice. <laughs> yeah. But please, just let us zoom out a little bit so we can see more of the board. How much con- Do you have much control of the multiplayer games? I mean, for example, you mentioned the timer. Is there any way, perhaps, at the moment, can you, like, say, adjust it so you can say, okay, I want to give my... No, no, you can't. Would that be something you'd would like to have in there? So uh, perhaps, well, if you've got some new starting, perhaps say, okay, I want to give the timer... I don't know how long is the timer at the moment. To be honest, I would say no, based purely on the fact that the timer does well, encourage you to start to... So it does encourage you to kind of go, Bear oh, in mind, shit, what like, am I going to do? As somebody that plays tabletop but, games... I can sometimes be notoriously slow at making decisions, and that really drags the game out. It's not a good thing for a tabletop game. I would probably say with Nick that I I would like to see more options, which they might put in because it is very early access, isn't it? But, because I mean, it's so early access that you've still got the build number in the top corner, and the bug report button is right smack bang in the top of the top corner of the the game. Uh, But... I would like to see a few more kind of options to customise play style because when I first played it, I played my first ever game online. There's yeah. no tutorial online, so unless you're like we were on Skype, I had no idea what the hell was going on. Yeah. Whereas the first time, I, like a couple of you know a couple of games later, I then went on to single player. And I was like, oh holy shit, there's a tutorial here. What the hell's going on? There's a whole new character telling me how to play and what all these things do. I was like. That'd have been handy, a multiplayer. Mm. It'd have been nice if uh, you know we'd have been able to kind of rejig it a bit. Maybe, maybe the option to just switch the tutorial on a multiplayer then. That yeah, for sure, and it, maybe even perhaps, the- so perhaps or perhaps like to put an option there too. I don't know. Perhaps if you say you know you've got someone in your group who's really good, perhaps some sort of handicapping options, yeah. or maybe options to say 
if say there's a certain you find there's a certain wind condition that everybody can easily get and it's all going into quickly friends, to eliminate it's not so it. Bad, is it like if you're playing public games you can see it being a problem but when we played it I pretty much explained it all to you guys didn't mm-hmm. I so it mm-hmm. wasn't so bad when you had somebody that played it and knew how to play it so like, yeah. you know, well I think is, me and Divine had actually had a game first haven't yeah. we um, I think we might have had one game first before uh, you come I mean, in, but yeah. it was you know it's it's not like it's a hard game to pick up, but yeah, I mean maybe some I'm not too sure about handicapping options, but I really do think the AI could do with a bit of a boost because unless you're in uh, unless you're in a multiplayer match and you've got like say a one AI player, the AI is thick yeah. as hell. So does I mean, the does the game drop out places and do you have the option? Of the, so if says there's three of you playing, does the third one get fourth one automatically get placed with an AI? Um, I don't or does it I get think dropped there is out? an option to just drop that character off the board, isn't there? Is but it? I, I, sure. I think there might be. I'm not entirely sure. But um if if that's not true, then there must be if it's based on tabletop games because on mm. tabletop games, oh, but well, then I've again, always, some tabletop games are four player only. I've always so seen maybe. I've always seen four players on the board, but the AI is too stupid like you'll just randomly see it walk onto a swamp swamp tile and die so oh good job there was no reason for you to walk that way but good job you're dead yeah um or you've just won that battle but now you've gone and walked onto a tile that's killed you yeah so why did you do that or the character will go and fight and just die and it won't fight a bane to get rot it will just go and get into a stupid fight and die um the ai is really 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 stupid um, other than the time when we were playing last night and the bear was going for rot left and right, I was like, holy shit, I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. That was the only time I've actually seen the AI go, I know how to do this. Yeah. And uh, employ a, a strategy other than I'm going to run and kill myself. Because I can, the first time I played single player... But then again, maybe it was getting rot purely by chance. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think trouble is AI and strategy games are actually really hard to program well. Mm-hmm. There aren't many strategy games that pull off decent AI. The, the, the trouble was that every character was dying every turn. And so it was just like, for the majority of the match that I played single player, I was leading because no one else had any prestige. Yeah. I could have literally com- committed you know, in-game suicide tons of times and still had enough prestige over everyone else to, to win the match. Uh, the the game just did not seem like it wanted to challenge me. It wanted to baby me as if I was going through tutorials yeah. um, all the time. So I don't know. Maybe that's something they could tweak. Yeah, possibly. Give us a give us a slider to to change the uh, to change the difficulty of the AI because right now it seems like it's in piss poor. You've got no hands. Again, mode. Like, I think the game's more geared towards multiplayer anyway. It is, but what good is that if you haven't got anyone you can play with it? Yeah. So if if you need to fill say two slots with AI. Yeah. What's the point in the AI if they're just going to go full yeah. retard and throw I, themselves again, off like, a cliff? I can see that, but I, I think this game is really geared towards tabletop crowds, and mm-hmm. the tabletop crowd generally tend to have um, people to fill the slots. Like but we don't. Seems We've only got enough slots for three. Yeah, we so don't. Then, let's say, for example, I'm we do not have. Available. Well, we do. My friend will play it with us one day, so we will have a, a fourth every player, now and then. But yeah. You know, we can't still Nick stay needs up until. To get it. To, yeah, exactly. I think it'd be interesting to see Nick. I want to see I Nick think try. Nick I'll get it. I get paid next week. I'll get it. You like you like table that would be really cool. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'll that would it. actually be really cool to see to see uh, Nick actually try that one. It's going to be more interesting when there's more characters added as well, because then people yeah. get a bit more variety of what yeah, they want. Sure. You will get people fighting over characters and stuff. I was going to say, do you presumably there's like 
there is you can't have like you couldn't have like two people both playing rat no Nick will be the rabbit that's what I'm saying I'm, 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 I'm we've all settled into that's our right. characters that's okay I'll just breed like everybody and out and out depopulation all you'll hear is just me screaming up yours rabbit every 30 seconds because that's all that seems to happen but then again the Divine seems pretty cool about switching doesn't he we, yeah. uh, we on the other hand seem quite set on our characters I'm just going to get um Chaz and Dave's rabbit song just have that playing constantly <laughs> my, my Skype but um yeah otherwise good game um, we didn't find too many faults with it. No. It's early access. Again, it's like, going again to build I, up. I'd say further than that, we've really enjoyed it. Mm. Like it's really gone down well with us. So I think it's, it's going to be a lot better when you know the the extra content comes out, yeah. extra characters, um, extra maps, uh, st- even just a color change in the map would be nice. You know. I, Anything's cool, but it is early access, and until they get rid of the build number, Again, whatever, well, looking at the, top at the map, yeah. I'll let it slide. If taking it's it from tabletop games, it is built like it's hexagonal based, so it's built like, say, Catan, where you'd be putting tiles and stuff down to yeah. represent certain things. So it is always going to look that way because that's the way tabletop yeah. games generally look. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. it's uh, I don't think there's much they can really do to change that thing. I'm not saying it. that they change it too much, but like say a bigger map. What I think they'll do the is do like Talisman, if you've ever played that, which is when they released an expansion to it, you got an extra board that you get four extra boards actually if you buy all the expansions and they tack onto the corners of the board so that you've then got a, bo- a much bigger board yeah. with extra stuff yeah. on it, which yeah. is quite useful. Not so much if you've not got a very big table there. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Is there also, like, just one last question, is there also like a, any sort of like group pause button? If, say, for example, one of your players needs to, I need to nip to the loo or something. Can I'm you not like, sure, actually, is no, there? At the moment, no, because ah. if you, it, well, because that timer kicks in, which yeah. would be nice to have a That's timer slider because, or something like that. You can have like a group that. pause, so you can, um, can pause it for, and say, look, guys, I need to go... Or in my case, I might have a small border collie yapping at me who needs to be outside. If, and well, let's put it this way. If you were able to put up with, say, that yappy border collie just long enough to finish your turn... You can do it then. Yeah, yeah, the, you've got the, three other players' yeah, turns. The, the turn cycle is really oh, quite long. simultaneous turns then? No. So oh, right. So it, you don't it, all take your turns at the same time? No, all it's, no, no. Yeah, it's all really quite... It's quite Long, Each, yeah. Um, so like it would be if you were playing a turn-based RPG game. Yeah. Or like, or, or I assume that the game would do it so you'd all be simultaneously just no. to save time. No, no. Save time. The matches can last up to an hour and a half. That's um, what I mean. So if you did it all simultaneously, yeah, it, it wouldn't work though because of the the method of the game. Like, I mean, try playing Risk simultaneously. It just mm. would not go down well, would it? You'd have no. to take the turns as they are. Like it, the, the very nature of most tabletop yeah. games yeah. is turn-based, so. Yeah, I mean, this is the only it way would I be really kind of a nightmare to try and balance four characters and the king moving around. Oh god, yeah, yeah, moving around. You've, got, the, you've the, got all the, the guards, the guards. Yeah, um, there would be too much to have going on all at once. That would just be a, that would be like Call Absolute of Duty, the ta- fuck, Call, of du- Call of Duty tabletop <laughs> edition. It just wouldn't uh, wouldn't work out too well. But it would be nice to have a have a pause function because I have to admit, a few times when we were uh, playing the game the other night. Again, you know, a lot of this stuff comes down to playing with friends because pub mm-hmm. games is different isn't it if you're playing on public match some people might get shitty you pause the game or whatever you mm-hmm. might have to have a dedicated pause button that has four buttons oh, well, everybody I wouldn't, have to I wouldn't agree say, I wouldn't say um, allow it in a ranked match but have a voting system to say that you can yeah maybe not. Yeah. Um, but in, in say like a, a regular friendly match give people the option to say right hang on a minute be right back um but like I say, because it's still got in the top corner, build number whatever, until that goes away, yeah. I will let 
it's I will let shit slide let where I wouldn't slide, normally yeah. do it. Um, but as soon as they get rid of that, if there's if it's still a bit thin, then I will probably start kind of. To screaming. be fair, I think it's going to be difficult for the game to be thin at all because even what we've got so far is spectacular. It is, but we've just come up with a ton yeah. of things that we'd like to see in the game yeah. that aren't there yet that would actually make the game flow a little better, play yeah. a bit better. Um, but again. The build number's still there. The bug report button is still in the top corner right next to that build The number. devs seem quite receptive to ideas as well. From what I've read of threads, people... <coughs> excuse me, even on the Steam community, things people have left on the Steam community, there's... If somebody said, yada, 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 I like it, but a dev has responded and said, well, actually... If you if you'd like that implemented, give us some ideas of what you'd like, and we can yeah. sort of. And and a lot of people have said, so I mean, I read one comment that said, "Wow, I left a comment about something, and within an hour, I got a message from a dev, mm-hmm. and we had a good discussion about it." And I feel that's really good. Not many developers would do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they seem to have quite a good. When you're making this kind of game, you really have to be oh, open absolutely. to your audience, especially when it's early access. I think this because... is. I think this is a place. That's the whole point of early access, really. Mm-hmm. I think this is a place where quite a few developers can be a bit egocentric in the sense that they don't listen too often to what their player base is asking If them. you were to lock it down and then put it up as early access, I'd say you're doing it wrong. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Just release it as a full fucking game and then patch it as and when like every other developer yeah. does. But if you're going to give it early access, you better be open to a bit of abuse. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a thousand people thinking that they have the right to tell you how to code your game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so far, it's all good. It's, it's fine, you know. There will be improvements. There's a big patch coming. Yep. Um, I do hope that they do release some of the kind of um, outside game content. Yeah, like me the, too. the audio books, the books, the little dice sets and things like and that. Stuff, yeah. uh, it sounds stupid, but it seems like they could really come up with a neat little series here. Um, Absolutely. So, Especially if they then start stemming out into actual tabletop games, then that would be interesting. So, Nick, you're going to get it and join us in a, in a couple of games? I'll give it a go. I'd like to hear Nick's opinion on yeah, this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'd like to, I'll I'd like to play it. I'd like to give it a game with Nick I as well. I don't think, despite the fact that there's, there's a group of three of us, all this podcast, I don't think we've ever played a game online, a game <laughs> together. You have a fair point. Yeah, that's that's that right. It's true, yeah. yeah. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> we will change that. Yeah. We will change Our mellow will be the, the game that starts it. That we will change from... Simultaneous Even though we, we all own Payday we'll 2 and have never played it together. That'd be kind of because you can set up a simultaneous Twitch cast. Hey. Yeah. So there'll be three separate screens um, passing through the audio and stuff, but that'd be pretty yeah. neat. We're going to have to do that. Yeah. There you go. That must be done. Oh, by the way, actually, can I just say, it is compatible with Linux as well, isn't it? I, I think. think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's compatible it's with all... compatible. We know that yeah, much. Mac, cause... Windows, and... Because all Define's on the Mac, yeah. so... If you want to crazy people have Linux, then you might actually be able to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> just get Mac or get Windows. It's just easier. Just get Windows. It's easier. Yeah. If you want it to work. I've played, I've, 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 I've used Linux about three times in my life. Proper distros, you know, not the, not the sort of build-it-yourself ones, ones that are like ready to go and yeah. they all still, none of them ever work properly. Really? You still spend half your time trying to get them to work properly. Have I had any trouble with Ubuntu over the oh, years? I, I've used a couple and it's just, oh. It's not like the old days of Red Hat where you'd be banging your head against the Oh, desk. oh, Red Hat. Oh, God. I can remember once I tried to I tried to set up Red Hat on one of my laptops. For desktops, generally not much of a problem, but for for laptops, don't even bother. I well, could, I could never get Red Hat to uh, to I uh, no matter how I tried, despite I downloaded the correct drivers, I could not get it to run in anything more than two five six two five six graphics. That was a nightmare. 
Wow. Yes. Fair do. Right. Right. What are we moving on to now? There's still another flashback to go. So the, 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 this is the last one, and this is in relation to uh, Nick's Arduino uh, Which, again, from... if you get for, for yeah, the movies, which... you won't know anything about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, whoops. I'll put a link to that in the, uh, in the, in the description of the video. We'll give Nick a timestamp. But um, basically, Nick has been playing with Arduinos, and there is a... I've got a... another one now. I've got two. Oh, you actually bought another one? I went out about a couple of days after I spoke to you, I went and bought another one out, because I want to try and... So now I told my little project idea I wanted to do. Yeah. I've actually nearly got a working bench version. Oh, awesome! Re- reference Nick's uh, project. Chat I was, next time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, just to update, I was trying. I want a little project to do for my Arduino, and I want something I thought was achievable. So I am trying to build like a, la- a laser tag gun. Pretty neat. Uh, I've nearly got the two. I've got one transmitting, one receiving. I've not got them talking to each other yet, but I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That yeah. that is actually quite an improvement for the last fortnight. So, wow, great fun. <laughs> yeah, well done. But uh, yeah, so just you know, because you were playing with this kind of stuff, um, I figured you should check out a revision three show. That's basically internet television. If you haven't heard of it, Nick, because you're not really part of new media. Um, it's What's the that thing under there, <laughs> it's uh, it's the Ben Heck show. I update my MySpace page. What more could you want? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I dialed into that bulletin board system. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's the Ben Heck Show. It's actually called The Ben Heck Show. And it's basically... Um, it's this... Um, <laughs> well, it's an, he's an electrical engineer, a builder, a maker. Um, he mostly does... Um, the I know of, anyway, custom uh, console and controller mods. So, like, say, for example, someone's got a disability, he'll actually design a control pad that he can... That That's someone can cool, use man. with one hand... Um, so like he'll you know re- rearrange all the buttons to work with a different type of uh, uh, input method. That's really stuff cool. Like that. I like that. Um, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, making portable uh, like Xbox 360s and stuff like that. Uh, making Raspberry Pi arcade cabinets and other neat little things. Sure, but sure, if you have a portable Xbox 360, you have to, to tow behind your small nuclear power station. Everywhere well, you yeah, go. you do. But that's part of the build, man. That's part of the extra build that goes with the build. <laughs> For this project, you will need some uranium 235. <laughs> that, no, that is part of the build. <laughs> That is it. Or, you a license know, from the government. Oh, no, you, no, 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 we don't do this. This comes from America. They just oh, right, well, yeah. This guy's American. Everything's just a terrorist and you can take it. So, you know. But, yeah, um, go watch the Ben Heck show. He does. He actually does some really neat, really neat builds. Uh, I don't know how the format has changed over the last year because it's been a while since I watched it. But he's he has done some really neat stuff. He even designed a pinball table in one episode. Oh, wicked. Um, you know, saying how he's you know how he's going to put it together and how it works. And he actually goes through it step by step. And he does a few things with Arduino as well. So I figured Nick well, kind of check checked it out. out, maybe get some ideas. Uh, Nick has his own pinball table. Yeah, for sure. Seriously, if Nick said to me he was going to design a pinball table, I'd be like, fuck, that's it. Right, I'm, I'm fucking stopping doing all my projects right now. We're doing as that As long as there's like a head amiga. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Boy, no, awesome. what we'll actually do is we'll cut, we'll cut a barge-shaped hole in the bottom of the table and barge actually has to sit underneath <laughs> yeah. the table. Yeah. Well, you know, until we can get a mould of your face done to put oh, it, you have oh, to actually yeah. sit in place. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, as long as you make them Malwan pinballs, we're all good. <laughs> I'll just try, I'll just make all pneumatic pinball machines. The it fires them off for like two hundred. No, it's going to sound like Bart gets balls on chin. <laughs> the world's first air, air rifle pinball machine. <laughs> anyway, well, that's that. Yeah, weird that's, that's news then. On weird to the news. fun part. A so-so two weeks, but a few, there's been a few gems in it. So, 
robots. They don't exist. They do exist, and they're taking. We they're taking the world. They've made their first move. Uh oh. Yes, a woman whose hair was swallowed by a robot vacuum cleaner while she was sleeping on the floor had to be freed by emergency services. So this 52-year-old woman is in South Korea, name is Yoon, and she's asleep on the floor. Why? And she had a Roomba. And it yeah, came I, along, I was about to say, bless the Roomba. And it came along and it sucked her hair up into a machine. <laughs> and she tried to get out and couldn't, so she had to call the police. And um, Call the police? Police, not the fire department, Fucking sorry. I could just imagine them coming in and shooting the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is South Korea. They don't do this, so they're a bit more sensible. If it was Texas, they would. Um, <laughs> they took four, it took four emergency workers half an hour to free her after opening the device. Why just didn't cut the hair off? I don't know. I think that would be the quicker way. She just had to, And yes, yeah, she'd be embarrassed, but at least then she wouldn't sleep on the floor again. Yeah. Well, you know, they have got a small mechanical monster moving about that could suck your hair up. Yeah, for sure. Jesus yeah. Christ. If um, you know that thing is going to come alive at like three o'clock in the morning, get the fuck off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they say the policeman said, uh, fire brigade said the case was quite special. We're seeing weird things, but this is a very weird call that we have received. Apparently. Um, Apparently, this they did to the news report that these guys use sense to avoid them to avoid obstacles. That may be true, but if the hair is like six feet away from the... Well, not six feet away, but sort of like a few inches away from the hair, it's not going to avoid it, really, is no, it? No, well, yeah, for sure. It's not got a hair detection obstacle avoidance protocol. Well, that's the whole point of it, isn't it? To pick up loose hair and shit. Put so it's going gonna... it. <laughs> Nick's going to say, like, right, I've got the rumba and I'm going to reverse engineer everything to fucking make yes. the ultimate. Yes. Slapping an Arduino. Benjamin Fred Sanders putting a laser gun. <laughs> rumba fucking laser tag. That'd be cool. Get on it. Yes. Seriously. Hoovers fighting each other. Awesome. <laughs> That'd be rad. Put bets on it. Yes. Do it. Oh, you'd have to build that Henry version. <laughs> oh, that'd be hardcore, do it. Well, he's, got, he's, hardcore. he's got a proper little space you can put a little <coughs> cannon in, haven't you? Because he's got that little nose at the front. No, that's why, you know, when you said about the old airsoft pinball, like literally Henry's just going to fire fucking <laughs> little say, You said that happened in South Korea, North Korea's on that, mate. They're, uh... <laughs> I wonder if the Roomba was hacked by North Korea. It's been hacking yeah. a lot of things lately. Perhaps they hacked it. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't. For get, North Korea they, to hack things, don't they need to have electricity in computers first? They didn't. They couldn't get into the Pentagon. They, they got loads of Raspberry Pis. This was going on. <laughs> they couldn't get into the Pentagon. They couldn't get into the Defense Department. They tried everything they could to get all the coupons. Yeah, they all they could manage the Roomba and Sony, obviously. Um, so they just anyone ha- can get into fucking Sony. I was say to- that was the, the, them that brought the PS network down, was it? <laughs> you just have to sneeze near a PlayStation Three and it's open. Yeah. Yeah, you just go on to Sony, log in. So you go to Sony, click on login, admin, password. There you go, you're in. They haven't changed it yet, if ever. You don't even have to try and log in, mate. You just have to go to Sony.com or whatever it is. Yeah, you're in. Boom, there you go. All the films, click buy. There you go. You don't even have to pay for them. They're just there. Films. We've all seen films, and we've all seen people escape down ventilation shafts. Yes, yes. There you go. There you go. Do you believe that is a practical method of escape in reality? No, because not unless you fancy feeling like a TV dinner. (laughs) That always makes. Oh, for God's sake! Bless him. Go on then. I will say, Die Hard is the best Christmas film ever made. It's the only Christmas film that counts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, a settled burglar had tried to evade catch by crawling inside a apartment building ventilation duct, got stuck, and had to be rescued by authorities. He had to call them himself. This reminds me of um, that scene the at the Breakfast Empire where he gets stuck in the uh, in the vents, like he falls and there's a split in the vent. I was going to say, what films have you been watching? In Jurassic Park, Dennis Nedry never tries to crawl through a fucking air vent. <laughs> he so. won't have an air vent. 
He's probably just stormed, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, downtown Seattle Park building residents called police after they heard a person destroying washing machines. When he was, fu- yeah, the, this, they said sounds like he was destroying washing machines. Very specific thing to listen to. It's like, I hang on a minute, crash- that fucking sounds like a whirlpool spin dryer. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, washing machine. Shit, I fucked that up already. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's um, why I'm not going to get that job. A suspect who had dozens of $1 bills and 22 not 65 and change on him, uh, pointing for the vending and washing machines, hit by the appliances and res- uh, when they, as residents came to do their laundry and then moved the vending machine to block the entrance to the room. He then borrowed, to use their words, it out of the community laundry room through a wall. What are these walls made of, I don't know. Obviously soil. <laughs> and into the adjacent storage area. From there, the police followed the trail, what trail was of, 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 oh, trail of blood, it's getting better, really. Uh, and broken glass, and they found the into <laughs> a hair dad. I know. Just, do you think this is this is all made up? Um, officers made their way to the basement where they could hear someone struggling inside the ductwork. The burglar told police he was stuck and could not move because of the pain, and that he needed something to drink. Um, no. It took the firefighters twenty minutes to free the man who suffered cuts to his hands and face. He was taken to custody. Is that as they were kicking him as they were pulling him Hopefully out? so. He was taken to custody and treated at hospital and will be booked on felony burglary and drug possession charges. Stop being thick. They eventually admitted drug use. Same police that he Fucking never- more than drug use, mate. Jesus Christ, what was he doing? Snorting well, the detergent? He, he was he ne- splunking. <laughs> he, told- <laughs> he told police he's never been so high. When they asked why he tunneled through the war, he said, to complete my mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, son. Solid Damn. Snake. Yeah. Holy fucking crap. Archon's gone fucking nuts, man. Dude's fucking told Snake to go fucking throw himself for a wall or get stuck in a vent. <laughs> He's just leading it. Master Melee is not who he says he is. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you're getting married. Okay. Okay. Um, Am I supposed to be shocked by that? Is that yeah. the weird story? In this, and in this scenario, you're the bride. Okay. Just so you know. That's fine. I look good in okay. a dress. Your husband... Unfortunately, he has an epileptic seizure on the day and uh-huh. he's taken to hospital temporarily. Oh, what so he didn't you, die then. What do you do? Uh, run away. No, you marry someone else. Whoa! So that fucking that moved along pretty quick. So quick. she she married. So this this uh, we, uh, we, uh, uh, wait where bride, is this? Where this where? Is India? Um, she was a Hindu wedding. Doesn't matter. And she was um. About to get married to this guy called Jungle Kishtohoshaw. Where is this place? India. Was this an arranged oh, marriage? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would have thought so. There we uh, go. When he went off to the hospital, so she decided to um, move on to another man and got married to one of the guests instead. The oh, person, the person who stepped you there. Mm. Well, the person, the person who stepped forward was her sister's brother-in-law. Uh, who saved the day. <laughs> hey, we've paid for this place now. Come on. He seized the day. The other guy <laughs> yeah. seized the day, I guess. Yeah. Um, that would have been a bit of a surprise for him. When it get well soon, fuck when you. The, um, <laughs> when the gentleman returned back to find his 23-year-old by and had already got married, married to another man, apparently he was a bit livid, as you can imagine. And um, another seizure. Yeah. He's trying to make a change of mind, but she didn't. I suppose uh, there's a, a bit of poetic justice did, in there somewhere. A fight did break out, um, but apparently it was all able to subdued. Apparently they've now received an amicable, uh, resolved the am- matter amicably now, the two families involved. I mean, seriously, what a they fucking... They gave him her other daughter. What a fucking surprise. You turn up to a wedding and all of a sudden you end up with a wife and you're like, wait, hang on a minute, I went the groom. What's going on here? <laughs> I was just sat at the back getting ready for the old booze up afterwards, but... <laughs> 
Apparently, I've got responsibilities now. <laughs> You've got kids. Yeah. And you teach them obviously important things in life, important life lessons. Yeah. And dangers of talking to strangers and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. How did you teach them that? You know, sitting them down, talking to them. You didn't kidnap them. I bloody hope not. <laughs> no. Three Missouri I'd be kind of weird if I managed to kidnap my three own children. Three Missouri women have been arrested on Thursday and charged with kidnapping after they allegedly arranged for a man to kidnap a six-year-old relative because he was too nice and he needs a shock lesson in the dangers <laughs> of the world. Bloody <laughs> hell. Talk <laughs> about extreme. <laughs> uh, You're too nice, child. But I wouldn't do that. The man involved, uh, 23-year-old Nathan Fervoid of Troy, a rural town outside St. Louis, has been arrested and charged for kidnapping and other crimes. And other crimes, what yes, about? I don't know. The boy who's not been named got off the school bus on Monday and, and Fivyard lured him into his pickup truck, told him he would never see his mummy again and he would be nailed to the wall of his shed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he didn't do it by halves, you know. He didn't just go, right, I'm going to drive him home, scare him a little bit, make him think that, you know, oh, and then take him back home. No, fucking went full on, I'm going it to nail you to the wall. It actually gets worse than that. <laughs> According to the sheriff's point, the boy's aunt, first year old Denise Crosho, mother... Right, mother and grandmother want to teach the boy a life lesson and ask Vera to help them. Um, they basically told him, the boy later told school officials what happened to him and he had been placed in protective custody. The four coups boy and Jonathan Cormier, so. yeah. During the alleged allegate kidnapping, which lasted an estimated four hours, which for a child is quite a long yeah. time, the chap showed him a gun and told him he would be harmed he didn't stop crying, bound his hands, feet, plastic bags, and coat his face with a jacket. He also told God. the boy that um, he took the boy to a basement where his aunt moved his pants to him he would be sold as a sex slavery. Jeez. Sometime later, the boy was untied and turned upstairs where he was found legend about a stranger danger. Forget about the strangers. They found that boy safer than his bloody family. Yeah, fuck yeah. The family members told the investigators their primary intent was to educate the victim and they did nothing wrong. Fucking hell, man. That's extreme. In fairness, my kids would have probably killed the bastard, but still. Do you know one called Brian? Actually, you do know someone called Brian. He's a space barbarian. <laughs> no. But yeah, we know a couple. But you know, yeah. yeah. Have you ever considered Brian? Well, Brian's apparently across the world expressing a bit of outrage at the moment. Okay. What have um, I done wrong there? There's a police horse out there called Brian. Okay. okay. And he's currently going, well, he was going through trials to become a proper police horse. You know, it's just sort of being tested out. But the police have said that if he succeeded, he'd be renamed from Brian because it wasn't scary enough. They want really to rename him to all God. They want to rename him to Godlike, such as Hercules. Has anyone seen Kevin, Sc- Kevin Sorbo before? You know, that ain't exactly scary, no. mate. Um, police department said section 10 to give their horses God or war related names, such as Odin for Hercules. Um, oh several- god or war related names I'm going to give it a god related name what do we call it I don't know a, a peaceful god Athena yeah um, I suppose war Athena. related I, I suppose Athena could do maybe we'll call it Aphrodite oh, wait, you Vietnam know? isn't really war related yeah. as such yeah. um, several brands around the country are appalled by the whole situation uh, apparently, Brian's a very popular name. One of the most popular names, one of the most popular Monty Python films is Life of Brian. Bear in mind, he didn't have a good time. <laughs> Um, there's no way he should be changing his name. Every horse should be called Brian, which could get confusing. Um, the horse is believed to be a Shah Frisian cross. I'm assuming, I'm assuming there must be a breed of Frisian horses. Because when I say Frisian, I just we thought We get around this by creating a god called Brian, you know. Yeah. 
Um, he's on trial on the force, force for the next six weeks. I have to say, it's been updated. He failed his trial. Well, there you go. Then. He should now be taking out his shots and turned into glue. Cool. I'm fine with that. Poor Troy. Um, so, but they did eventually relent and let him keep his name Brian. It's a bit fucking late for that. That's not just, no one cares. Well, other than Brian's, apparently. Yeah. Right. How weird would that be? Like, they said, yeah, man, you've got to change your horse's name from Brian to, like, Odin or something. And then everyone in the world who's named fucking Brian changes their name to yeah, Odin. Yeah, so it's God's name. Interesting. Well, you see, my father's called Brian. He was most disappointed by this story. <laughs> Brian, blessed, man. There ain't no one better. Like. Yeah, exactly. Well, then right. why the fuck are they worried about naming him after a god? We're now heading to my pronunciation. They could pick, fucking Brian can pick up Everest. Yeah. We're now going to my pronunciation challenge section. Okay, let's go. Here we go. Let's do this. All right, I'm sat down. I'm ready. Visit Britain wants to try and attract more tourists to the country, particularly from China. They want to try and get more tourists over here. See how long that word is. That is insane. (laughs) You wait till I try and pronounce it. They want to get some more people from China. And what the things they're trying to do is to try and make it easier for Chinese people to come over here. They're renaming some of our landmarks into, with the help of Chinese, into Mandarin equivalents. Because obviously some things are very hard for people to pronounce. And to be fair, the word I've got to pronounce is very hard for me to pronounce. And I mean, I am British. So you're going to have to have that translated again. Yeah. So 101 places I'm sure across... if you were in Wales, it'd be quite easy to pronounce. I'm sure it probably would. 101 places of interest across the UK have been given the Mandarin <laughs> names. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you... I'm going to pass a couple out to you and see if you can guess what they renamed. The Big White Streaker. Why is it the first thing that came to my head was John Prescott? <laughs> well, you're wrong. It's the Cern Abus Giant in Dorset. The one where you see his testicles, the big giant with his club. Do you not recognise that? Oh, dear God. Remembering the old days, Street. No, Carnaby Street. Come on, you've got to go on. Uh, let's go the other way, then. All right, the tower. You know the shard? Big, you know what the shard is, yeah? Right. Big one in London. It's now renamed to the tower, allowing us to pluck stars from the sky. I love it. That's brilliant. Okay. University boat race. Now that boat race is now the Boffins boat race. Stoke-on-Trent, for some reason, is diverse ceramics. <laughs> Are nice. these what we translated them back to after? No, this is basically what they've tried to translate to make it easier for Chinese people, apparently. <laughs> Knightsbridge, wow. which tour fashionable street? <laughs> Loch Ness Monster is now the Loch Ness Shadow, which I can't see what... But I'm sure it must be a Chinese word for monster. Don't they have a word for hoax? Okay. Yeah, that's probably what it <laughs> oh, is, isn't it? Highland Games. What do you think the Highland Games has been translated to? Um, Braveheart? Nope. The Strongman Skirt Party. I mean, it's obvious, wow. really. Strongman Skirt Party. The Mao is Buckingham Boulevard, Queen Avenue. Sherwood Forest. Is it just me? Are they making these even more complicated than they need? Oh, Mary Menwood. Yeah. No, Forest of Chivalrous Thieves. Ah. I thought that was quite good, that, actually. That was, that, that's, that's probably cool. the only one that's that's been decent. Trooping the Colour. Banners and Flag Ceremony. <laughs> Balmoral Castle. This is brilliant. The Castle Love from Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Where the hell did you get this story from? It wasn't the Daily Mail, I will admit. Oh, okay. Shoreditch, Garden of Fashion. Portable Portobello Road Market is a market filled with treasures. <laughs> Blackpool, Mysterious Pool, Happy Sea. <laughs> Blackpool, shithole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> K 
kilt is a short skirt shirt, which is neither. <laughs> <laughs> Saffle Row, which I thought was could have been changed, changed to Charm Leicester Street. <laughs> it's been changed to Custom Made Rich People Street. I want to know where you can buy a custom made rich person. And Haggis, made of sheep's stomach and smells good. And finally, <clears throat> I need to, I need oh. I might need some water after this. It's a place in Wales. Figure the size and size of the road sign, is all I can say it is. Uh, it's now been renamed to Healthy Lung Village, which I think you should stay as regardless yeah. of the <laughs> place. I mean, you can have, you've got have, you've got like have, an attempt to that. I was going to say, you've got to have healthy lungs to be able to read that. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, so what? Yeah. The, the, the middle bit is where it just falls apart, isn't it? You've got the land fair. Yeah, and that's where it all goes to bits. <laughs> Fuck that, man. <laughs> there you go. Could you imagine yeah, the, the sat-nav instructions? Yeah. yeah. In like 500 yards, turn left onto it, and then, oh, wait, you've passed it. Do a U-turn. <laughs> yeah. Please, we don't recognise the postcode. Please type in the city name. Fucking hell. Imagine, imagine when they had to ring somebody up saying, imagine, can you spell your city, please? Please say the city name. I'm Could you imagine trying to type that into an online <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. That I still mad. reckon, though, if a sat-nav is going to give you instructions to turn to that place, it's going to have to give you about a five-mile warning. Yeah, it will do. I mean, I'm sure when they named that place, I thought, this is getting a bit long. In, in, five, mi- in five miles turned to, what did they rename it to? Happy Healthy Lung Village. That'll do. It's a better name, Healthy Lung Village. In fact, you're not allowed there if you've got poor lungs, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you're suffering from lung cancer, you can get the fuck out. Well, you're I not smell, welcome I'm doing, in Healthy I Lung Village. Yeah. You smokers, you're not allowed here. Get out. In so fairness, it is Welsh, so, you know, no one's ever going to see it. So why the hell, why would anyone, why would anyone, what, is this going for Chinese people here? Yes. Why would they go to Wales? To see how, you know, poor people live. <laughs> you know, people haven't got money, you know, you come from China. I was going from China. <laughs> yeah. People, people that work in factories to, like, all day, every day to keep themselves just, like, alive there. I would know? imagine the people who work in factories all day, every day won't be able to afford to come to Britain on a tourist trip. They might just be dropped off there. <laughs> you just remind me of my favourite Frankie Board sketches, or when they, on when they do scenes I like to see, as things you wouldn't hear on a children's television show. And he goes, and we have this lovely picture from Ben, age three. That's a shit picture, Ben. They're children in Chinese ways that can make shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's brilliant. <sighs> Good old Frankie. Good. Right, and that is Weird News. That is the podcast. That's it. It is. So... Where can you find us? Well, you can find us on the internet here at youtube.com. Don't say that. What? Don't say that. What? We have net troubles. They couldn't find <laughs> us fucking last time, could they? I know, and everybody hates us for it as well. Fuck okay, me. you can find us at roundnerds.com. You can find us on youtube.com slash roundnerds. You can troll us on Twitter at roundnerds. Um, Google Plus, plus roundnerds. Facebook, roundnerds. And we've got in community roundnerds that consists of three people at the moment. I wonder who that could be. And you can email us at comments at com. So, until next time, I've been the Suffolk Ram. I've been the Bard. Scazius. See you guys later.
Yeah. Healthy Lung Village. Yeah. I'm going to make one Represent. last. I'm, I'm going to make one last attempt to pronounce this again correctly. Okay, let's go for this. <coughs> Do this. Leroy, stop Le- sucking Le- the microphone. I'm, I'm leaving up my, my gums. I'll need the slide for this. <laughs> okay. You might want to wipe this microphone after I finish with this. Clan Fair Pren Gren Gar Cheer Madrob Willy Antis Gok. Right, someone who can actually pronounce that, make a video of it so we actually understand what the hell that is, and you will win a prize of... a video angrily saying why we can't pronounce their name. How dare you besmirch our village by not being able Yeah, because Nick has probably gone and said something like your mother is a class 10 whore. I don't think that the Healthy Lung Village has like its own gang, Healthy Lung Crew or something like that. What would be most amusing is the people... I'd like to go then, all these people can pronounce it, then you show them something like Ipswich and they can't pronounce it. (laughs) That'd be brilliant. Have we got anything a little bit kind of I easier? Switch it to? Do we have anything kind of easier than that? Oh, that's crazy. Bath. <laughs> Bath, yeah. Uh, Must be something. Uh, um, in fairness, I can't even think of where Bath I know there's is. A place, there's a place up north called Fuking Hill. Uh-huh. No, it's true. There's actually a place called Fuking Hill. Marvellous. Wasn't named by like a Dane or anything, was it? Could be. Well, oh, no, it's got to be South African with that, ain't it? Yeah. Fucking hell, yeah, definitely. I'm that's pretty... a more northern. Yeah, 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 hang on, a South African, a South African, hell. a South African who's lived in North, yeah, up north, his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> he came from South Africa originally. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Oh. He just anyway. fancies a, a cup of bovril on an evening. There's nothing wrong with that. I, think, no we get, I think we should get Luke to try and pronounce his name just for fun. No, thank you. Go on. No. Yes. Come well, on. He's got to do it now. Well, he's now going to win the ultimate prize of disappointment. Nick, if I can <laughs> see that from here, you've got no bloody chance. It looks like. Pass you the laptop. Fucking hell, it looks like it takes up like two thirds of the fucking page. <laughs> I'm going to move this. Oh my god, that's not even a word! That's not even possible! Jesus Christ, that's like fucking... That's like finding every single fucking fictional character in the world and proving that they're real. (laughs) Holy crap! I've, um... I know the first you pronounce L is a Clin. I know you pronounce the two L's as Clin. That is not possible to pronounce. Seriously, was this Wales? Yes. Right, seriously, if someone Welsh can pronounce this fucking word... I'll ask my dad. <laughs> this is fuck. That's not even... A, that's not real. It does look like... You know when you go up when the sunlight sends you like a dummy uh, website and they've got like random goggly goo all over the page? Yeah, that's it. Does, it. That does look like it, doesn't that's it? That's it. Like someone... That's not a thing. Seriously, if that's a language... Welsh is a language. I think That's not find. possible. <laughs> if that is an actual word and someone isn't just taking the piss out of you, then there's something seriously wrong with those folks. Seriously. That's not a thing. If you have to write that even once in your life... Air is thin in the valleys, think, mate. Think how long the envelopes have to be. What the fucking... Why is it on an A3 sheet? <laughs> around. <laughs> Do rotation. I'm assuming there must be like a shortened version. <laughs> they probably drop the last couple of airs off or something. <laughs> fucking couple? There must be like a short That's version. That's longer than the average UEA essay I had to write. Yeah. Oh, Christ. It's 58 letters long, if you want to know for sure exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> we need to find other words of a you know a comparable length that we can actually pronounce. Germany is a good place to go for that because they don't they tend to not drop they tend to drop spaces when they when they're Germany. Name. Yeah, Germany is quite good for that. Yeah, place but to... German's a language that sounds like typewriters being kicked down a flight of stairs. German's a language that no matter what you say, it sounds like you're threatening somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. French sounds like you're always seducing somebody. German sounds like you're threatening somebody. Norwegian sort of sounds, hey, we're great. Well, that was the I, Italian. I, I love, okay. I love, I, love I love. I must be. I want to go to Norway. It sounds like I think that's a, It sounds like a beautiful country. Bloody cold. I like cold and expensive. I want to go there. That's just kind of simple. That's where we're going to go. Bad. We're going to go to Norway. That's because it's cold and expensive. We'll yes. To, we've got to go to Japan. Me and my mate are going. You've got to come with us. Mate, we get deported within about thirty seconds. As long as we don't have to pay customs. And we're <laughs> to, 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 to be honest. So far, my only experience of Japan is being Japan gaming. They always go crazy halfway through, and watching some anime this afternoon. And to be honest, it's like I don't know if I could survive Japan. Nick would have a seizure the second he gets off the plane. That'd be hilarious taking Nick to Japan. Can you imagine it? Oh, oh so there's a bit of an issue because they like they they're willing to they most of food is fish bases and not. Didn't you say that they you had could just like eat noodles, mate? You'll be fine. Didn't we? Didn't we say that there was like was it the Japanese that had culture shocks from going to France? Yes, they'd have a culture shock us turning up as we step off the fucking plane. <laughs> the <laughs> entire country would have to go to see some kind of therapist, probably in France. That'd be amazing. <laughs> we gotta go. It'd be awesome. <laughs> we get to destroy an entire country Could just by turning Japanese up. Japanese greases all day. <laughs> what called fucking dandy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if I could survive Japan. <laughs> This is the reason to take him. Look, we'll break Nick. We'll this will be hilarious. Japan. Don't take him. Nick will come we'll, back we'll in like a fucking from Japan. It'll be great. Nick will come back in, in like Tokyo a pink podcast. shell suit or something like that. <laughs> fucking like rainbow hair, <laughs> big eyes. I think you'll just see me in the corner, sort of shaking uncontrollably. I can just imagine that just from the flight. See, he'll, he'll be really enjoyed it. He'll be shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> I'm surprised like... he hasn't started shaking uncontrollably from trying to read that bloody word. When I was putting that in, I thought, I'm going to pronounce this later on tonight. I thought, this is going to go I well. Still think... Are you sure you didn't just face roll the keyboard? We were discussing this outside of podcast. I still think that Nick should watch Cowboy Bebop. It's, he'd probably have a mini meltdown. It's, but... it's, it's, got, it's inspired by Western sci-fi. I'm sure he'd take that out of it at least. And to be fair, it's one of the saner ones out there. Let's put it that way. It's not got a dog in it. Not much crazy shit happens in it. I really. see, you're the only thing that's going to sell it to me. That's the, that's the closest normal thing in it. Well, I don't know. It's kind of normal. It's more normal than some of them. Let's put it that way. It's got, it's got humans in it. He, Good. He'd, he'd be spun out a bit more Radical Ed, wouldn't he? But Has it got that, any irritating child characters Yeah, in Radical Ed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than... Yeah, but Radical Ed doesn't come into it until, like, episode nine, is it? This so, is one thing, actually, is I really don't like about animes. I hate child characters in anything. Well, wow. Nick hates everything. I Nick hate, hates yep. life. I hate... Officially, then, I'm going to put this down now. I hate Doctor Who. Fair enough. Good. So do I, but, you know, we, we just didn't talk about it. Just support it because Nick likes it, innit? No. <laughs> I, I just don't. I'm just like, yeah, eh, Doctor Who, I take it or leave it. It's not my cup of tea, really. I like the early ones, not the new stuff, though. It's not yeah, even a cup. It's not even fucking like, a cup like, pulled from a cesspit. Everybody's different. If you exactly. don't like it, you don't like it. I like Tom Baker. About. Tom Baker would suit a JoJo, actually. He'd, he'd be a cool JoJo character with his colourful scarf and everything. <laughs> I can see it happening. Yes, I can see sort of children's favourite doctor, the, the doctor going on with a Nazi. I can see it working well. What's wrong with that? So in part two, there's some great heroes in JoJo. <laughs> we <laughs> really get him to watch it from the start. There's no annoying child characters in it from the start, is there? Nope. 
I told and it was only the baby in that one episode. Oh, that was just that was just wrong. Well, let's be fair. Yeah, the, the series, the series starts with a couple of people getting killed, an alcoholic, a dog getting burnt alive, a like. um, couple of people getting stabbed. I think he'd like the first episode, mate, with uh, Jonathan and Dio's thing going on, where Dio is just basically trying to destroy him. I think he'd quite enjoy that, actually. Mm-hmm. As soon as anything happened, though, Nick Ma- would have to Ma- turn it maybe off. Maybe we should test him with it at the end of the podcast. <laughs> no. Have we got time? No. He'd say that even if we did have time. I would, mm-hmm. but no. I mean, I just walked in the first thing I was, when I walked in the scene. The first thing I saw was this baby with big, sharp teeth on the screen. I thought, what the hell are they watching now? To be fair, you walked in on one of the most random episodes. It isn't normally that random. It is random, but not normally quite that random. If we're going to say it's not that random, seriously, a massive boat was captained by an orangutan. Yeah, that orangutan's awesome, man. Oh, that was pretty badass. A pervert orangutan as well. Ugh. Yes. Oh, Japan. I love you, Japan. Never change. Never change. Never change. Don't come up with stupid long but words Cowboy like that. Bob is something he could theoretically enjoy somewhat. Theoretically. There is evidence to If I had to it. be honest, I think Nick would probably even be spun out by a Japanese newspaper. So I, I, I think more on the sense that... You, do, do you like Blade Runner, Nick? Yes and no. Do you like Cyberpunk? Yes. If you like Cyberpunk, he'll like Cowboy Bebop. He'll except, find Radical except, Aid annoying, I'll give him that. it's Japanese, it's animated. Dude, he'd fucking love Jet Black. The character of Jet Black would definitely appeal to Nick. But it's Japanese yeah. and it's animated. It, but it's also like hugely Western influenced, isn't it? By Western sci-fi. Oh, but you, can try, you can try, we can try and defend this as much as you want. We've we got to try it with it. If he hates it, that's fair enough. So if this turns into, I don't know, a completely different podcast in the next fortnight, then Nick has probably exploded. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's on a timer right now, seriously. I can't keep going back to how ridiculous that word is. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's not real. Well, on the on the newspaper website where I got it from, they have one, you know, they have a little call-out box on the newspaper site, or on the sites they have a little call-out box where they sort of write, like, sort of, you know, sort of like, Someone support the storyline. That's the majority of a fucking tweet right there. Well, the thing is, the word was so long, actually (coughs) overlapped the call-up box and stuck it out of it. They didn't fit in anymore. I just found that amusing. Oh, dear. I think the word, the place is called Clin. And and the person at the newspaper had a little fit or something when they were typing it. (laughs) Did he find out his wife was being married to somebody else? Is that what was going on? Could be. Oh, yeah, God. he says to the wife, I'll be back for the radio. I just need to nip out and just quickly write something for the anyway, newspaper. Isn't this podcast might be over. Yes, it is. <laughs> it was about an hour ago. Yeah. Well, all our listeners will have gone and viewers. Yeah. We didn't have any to start with. We had a viewer. Yeah, taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. It was probably me. Well, it was technically. Oops. I'm sorry. So we wanted it back for ourselves. See if we have okay. no friends. No. <laughs> See you later, friends we don't have. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We love you all. Thanks for watching. I might end up turning. Uh, I might actually end up in weird news. Why? I'm going to end up developing some kind of weird complex where I have to cut every fucking every map of the country, cut whales off of it. I don't <laughs> believe that. Play- that's not real. You, it's a bit cruel to cut every whales off complete because of one city t- t- town name. No, it isn't. I, don't know. I mean, that'd be fair. I mean, it'd be like Look us, at like, Escape from LA and what? Escape from New York. Oh, God, I'll see you later. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be like us, it'd be like us going around cutting Great Yarmouth off every map. I mean, it deserves to be removed, but. Yeah, it would be. In fact, well, in fairness, I'd cut off this entire cancerous lump. 
Oh. Could you imagine that? Cut off Wales and uh, East Anglia. <laughs> the well, country ba- would look to, really To balance good. the country out. <laughs> yeah. We could Photoshop that. It's got to be done. Someone do that. Make that poster and put our we logo fo- on it. We can Photoshop that. <sighs> That'd be great. That's that. Right. End the podcast.